0: And good morning, sorry for a little bit of a delay, and we're going to double check in a second, we're not exactly sure if we're uh, audio streaming just yet, but we're going to work on that. Good morning, Glenn Clark Radio, I am Glenn, he is Griffin, busy Thursday edition of the program on TAP, a show brought to you by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill, it's the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for grilling, smoking, baking, searing, all kinds of food, Use the code TAILGATE at ginsugrills.com and save $100. Ginsu Kamado Grill. Also, of course, when the Ravens return home in a couple of weeks, stop by the Game Day Firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Sample the cooking from the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win your own, as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. Coming up this morning, Andy Katz is going to join us. Longtime college basketball voice, of course, uh, now with Big Ten Network, uh, Turner Sports, and the NCAA itself. We will catch up with him. He was in College Park for the Maryland-Illinois game last Friday. Saw the Terps up close and in person discuss what Kevin Willard has done for this program. Also this morning, Kevin Harlan. He is on the call once again. He called the Ravens win over the Broncos on Sunday. He gets the Ravens again this Sunday as they take on the Steelers for CBS. Then later on, Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL general manager, now with ESPN, will get his thoughts on what the Ravens have done, how they've built this team. You know, we'll talk to him about some of this organizational philosophy stuff that we've talked about this week, as well as. Maybe how you handle the Greg Roman situation, all that. Mike Tannenbaum will join us later on, and it's Thursday, so we'll make our picks. And I pray to God it's got to be a maybe this week will be better than the last. Uh, Ken Zalis will join us as well. So all that coming up on the program today. Um, last night, bummer, man. Towson was in it like they had a chance to get a big win on the road, but unfortunately fell eighty to seventy-five. Um obviously nothing to hang their heads about. It was it was a hell of an effort and a great chance to get a win. And to be fair, and we were kinda of talking about this with Patrick Stevens, it's not like Towson beating Clemson suddenly gets them on the radar for an at large berth to the NCAA tournament. There's on a on a practical level it's largely irrelevant. It's just it's it's bummer because it was a game you had a chance to win. And that would have been a cool thing to sort of show the fan base, like, look, we're going and winning on the road against an ACC team that's played really well this season. Might be time to start showing up for some games. Um, would have been a, a good sign to try to go about selling some tickets and, and packing the uh, the arena a little bit more. But such is
1: life. They did hit a big three, massive three at the very uh, end. The did very they get a end. cover? Yes, they did. It was plus seven. I did and not so realize that. They were down that, by eight. I did not that. Made not it a five-point game. That. That is very important. Yes. There is
0: no way around but that. But yeah, I mean, I very think important.
1: I mean Jason Gibson was hurt, so he wasn't available. They had a freshman point guard playing the whole game, and then Charles Thompson was in foul trouble. So I mean, they I no, mean, that, they, they, they played well. They yeah. played,
0: they, they played well. They, you know, there's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Just a bummer because they could have won the game. It's like I, what I talked about with Maryland the other day. Mar- I think that's a conference game, so it matters. It actually matters, right? But like again, does it really matter? No. Um, because Maryland lost to the road. Towson's season will have nothing to do with what happened at Clemson last night. Like at all, in any way. But they had a chance to win. And when you have a chance to win and you don't do it, it's it's a bummer. There's just I, I can only say it so many ways. It's a bummer to have a chance to win a big game and not win it. So such is life. Such is life. Now, Ravens got on the practice field for the first time yesterday as they get ready for Sunday and the Steelers. Number of players did not participate in that particular practice, including Kevin Zeitler suddenly showing up on the injury report with a knee injury. Which, considering again, he'd be on the short list for Ravens MVP. When this, when when I kind of said it flippantly yesterday with uh, Drew, I kind of thought about it for a second afterwards. I was like, wait a second, what 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 what, what would that MVP voting look like at the moment? Because like Obviously, the beginning of the season, it would have been Lamar. Then maybe you would have argued it was just Mark Andrews because it was just Mark Andrews. I think, there certainly, after that stretch before the bye, it would have been Justin Houston. But I think, at the moment, Marlon Humphrey would be the Ravens MVP. I think he's been their best player from start to finish this season. But I don't think Kevin Zeitler would be far behind him. I think Kevin Zeitler would be... I think right now, like if I had to vote, Ravens MVP would be Humphrey. One Tucker. It's 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 it infuriates me. Yeah. He's won it, which is kind of comical, right? Like it's comical that Justin Tucker's ever been MVP. But I I got it. Like when and I'm trying to think of the year it was, it was half a condemnation of everything else about the team. Like if you don't have any good options and you have a great kicker, just make it the great kicker. They've got good options this year. They've got so like could Justin Tucker be on the list? Sure, he could be on the list. But it, unlike some years, they have really good like Marlon Humphrey is a really good candidate for Ravens MVP. They this should make year. it Greg Roman. Okay. People would love that. Yeah. They don't they don't do it that way. It's not like when we do pats on the ass. Not like that. Um I think I think the answer is Marlon Humphrey. I think it is. But you know, Kevin Zeitler would certainly be on the list. And yes, don't know what to make of the fact that suddenly he doesn't practice because of a knee injury. That's concerning to say the least. They'll monitor that. Most of the guys, you know, you know, the um, Justin Houston's, Clayus Campbell's, it was a vet day. Devin Duvernay got a rest day, which is weird. Patrick McCarry didn't participate, which is is about as relevant as what we make of Ronnie Stanley. Because Ronnie Stanley was a full participant in practice. That's the first time that's happened. Hopefully, that's a sign that Ronnie Stanley is ready to go on Sunday. If not, it's pretty concerning that Patrick McCary didn't participate in practice yesterday. So those two things you have to kind of monitor together this week. Both Ronnie Stanley and Patrick McCarry, Which isn't to say that Patrick McCary can be Ronnie Stanley, but if for some reason it ronnie stanley doesn't continue to fully participate in practice all week you'd at least like to have patrick mccary as your backup plan so that's what was relevant from the injury report yesterday Again, ronnie stanley being probably the biggest lamar jackson i guess is the big story but i think most of us had made peace with the idea that lamar jackson is not playing on sunday so the next one would be ronnie stanley who again did practice and was a full participant in practice yesterday So hopefully, hopefully that is a sign that he is trending towards being ready to go. Now, before we talk about the Orioles briefly, I really quickly want to cover that there's a big event coming up on Saturday at the Timonium Fairgrounds. The Baltimore County Police Department is hosting a community hiring event and an annual toy and food drive this Saturday from 2 to 6 at the Maryland State Fairgrounds. If you are thinking about maybe changing things up. Police officers starting salaries are $60,686. And if you know someone who's maybe like fresh out of high school, kind of didn't know what they were doing this semester, maybe taking a gap year that you got a funny feeling is about to become a gap decade. If you know someone who's young and looking for direction, The police cadet starting salary right now is $32,611. Plus, there's a $10,000 signing bonus right now. You can apply on-site. Find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. They're looking for non-perishable food items and new unwrapped toys. Please bring them out this Saturday to the Maryland State Fairgrounds as the Baltimore County Police Department is hosting their community hiring event and toy and food drive. If you can't make it out, On Saturday through next week, you can still bring non-perishable food items and unwrapped toys to any of the area precincts in Baltimore County, as well as to uh, Glory Days Grill right here across the street in Towson. I'm I want to be careful. So uh, the big uh, the big one today, I guess Xander Bogarts goes to San Diego. The Padres tried to give insane money to anyone that would take it this offseason they tried to give it to Trey Turner Trey Turner didn't want their insane money they tried to give it to Aaron Judge Aaron Judge didn't want their insane money so instead they just turned around and gave absurd money to Xander Bogarts I I don't know man if you got it whatever it ain't my money to spend but boy do they I mean, my word like what is like, their payroll and for Xander Bogarts I get it. You can only give money to the players that want it. But
1: someone, someone tweeted out their lineup, and so Fernando Tatis will be playing right field for them. Right
0: field is yes. the plan for Tatis. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess they, they be got coming off the injury. Like yeah. They got
1: Trent Grisham in center, and then
0: their infield's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I've heard good things. <laughs> I heard it might be all right. Um, so that still leaves Carlos Correa out there. Obviously, Dansby Swanson is still out there at shortstop. Now we come to the Orioles. And disappointment for a fan base that again was basing the off season around the word liftoff, and with much happening at the winter meetings, the winter meetings will close today. I've been there, the final day of the winter meetings. There's nothing happening. It used to be that today was the day of the Rule Five draft. I guess they moved it to Wednesday. Last year, um, or no, this year. I don't know when they moved it to, to, to yesterday, but it was yesterday. The Orioles did select someone in the major league. That, by the way, that also not a great look. If I'm being, a, I the Orioles don't have to hold on to the player they selected. I can't remember the guy's name, the player they selected in the Rule Five draft. They can offer him back, and this can be nothing other than let's you know bring him into spring training, see if he's worthy of a spot on the roster. But this should no longer be a team that's giving away roster spots. This should be a team that has moved past. I've said this a billion times. When you stink, when you're going through a rebuild, absolutely use the Rule 5 draft. Who knows what you might find? I mean, you might find something of value. The, the truth is the Orioles haven't found the... Anthony Santander is about the list of what the Orioles have found of value through the Rule 5 draft. Spare me Ryan Flaherty. Everybody likes Ryan Flaherty. Great dude. But he wasn't a baseball player. He was a guy. I mean, he wasn't... he He was no more than a replacement player. Great guy. And I know he's a beloved figure, and I like Ryan Flaherty a great deal. But spare me the idea that it was worth wasting a roster spot for a year in order to have Ryan Flaherty around. You can find a different Ryan Flaherty the following year. Anthony Santander was worthy of a Rule 5 pick. The Orioles have very rarely found someone that was special. Jeremy Guthrie once upon a time, Anthony Santander, rarely. But when you're a bad team that knows you're going to be bad, it's worth it. It's worth using a roster spot on a Rule 5 pick because who knows? And you're not going to use the spot for much of a better reason anyway. So why not let it be for someone that you are taking a flyer on? When you're trying to compete to go to the playoffs, the roster spots are too valuable. When you're trying to compete to be a playoff team, when you expect to win, there should be no Rule 5 pick. That shouldn't happen. I'm opposed to it. Andrew Politi, by the way, is... Twenty six year, twenty six year old, twenty six year old. How old was Santander when we got him? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Not twenty six. I don't. I don't think there's any chance in the hell that he was twenty six. Um, according to Rock Kabatko, Uh Politi is an undersized right-hander with a high-effort delivery. He features a three-pitch mi- pitch mix led by an average four-seam fastball that sits ninety-three, ninety-five miles an hour and touches ninety-seven at peak. With a Jesus. Somebody might say, hey, you don't really – what can it hurt? It's not like you have a bullpen loaded with legitimate Major League arms right now. Again, understanding that if he's not not worthy of being there, you have to be willing to let him go. You can experiment with it. That's the best argument that somebody – I always do this bit where I argue against myself. I want to make it abundantly clear. My opinion is, you don't waste Rule Five spots on or roster spots on Rule Five picks when you're competing and trying to win. It's that's bad business. If they're going to do it, they have to understand that the moment it's clear that this person can't help you win this season, they've got to go. Gotta go. No, well, yeah, but you never know. Maybe he could be helpful in two... No, they gotta go. And I would like to think that, given it's a 26-year-old, that they they probably understand that. I mean, I hope they understand that. I pray they understand that that's the way it's gotta be. Man, that is... uh, I didn't realize he was So What the hell is that? Honestly, what the hell are you doing adding a 26-year-old Rule 5 pick? Anyway... The bigger issue is that the week's going to come and go without the Orioles doing anything of significance. And, of course, that's going to lead to overreaction from the fan base, which, as we've talked about, has set up their opinion of this offseason based around this word, liftoff. A couple of quotes from Mike Elias yesterday. Mike Elias trying to be pragmatic I don't think it's going to play well. I mean, I just... I, I think that theres it's not going to be popular. Some of the things that Michael Elias had to say, essentially suggesting that they don't want to... Um, they don't want to mess up 24 and 25 where they think that they have their best chances of winning based around what they might be able to do in 23. And that's, it's twofold. One, it's probably correct. It's probably the right thing to do. And it might be an explanation of why when some of us thought that like one year for Cody Bellinger would make a lot of sense, they might have internally said, that doesn't actually make sense for us. There's been a lot of reports out there that the Orioles are looking to do, if they're going to sign a pitcher, they want it to be in the two- to three-year window. That covers 24 and 25 and doesn't dip their toes into the long-term pitching market. 24 and 25 are probably the more practical years. I kind of wrote about that at the end of the season for Press Box's print issue, that when we talk about next year, I'm not, I was never as sold that next year was the year. I still think there's way too much to be determined about this roster. I still, as I've said a million times, I don't know exactly how many position player spots we know with certainty are guys that are going to be here when we think the Orioles are taking that next jump. I think there's any number of them that can. Cedric Mullins can, Anthony Santander can. But with certainty, don't know. Don't know how the Orioles feel about that. I think this year has to start kind of sussing that out. And you have to start kind of figuring out exactly who is, who isn't going to be a part of it moving forward. I still think the Orioles must do something to upgrade this roster this season. I think it's a giant kick in the you-know-whats to every player on that team, to every fan in this fan base, to just come in and say, yeah, we had this great season and outperformed expectations and hopefully we can do it again next year with no fortification at all. And I'm not talking about Carlos Rodon and Carlos Correa or Bust, of course those being the guys that are still out there, the Carloses, but something that shows upgrade, something that shows we attempted to fortify and give a better chance to the roster beyond just saying, well, Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson are going to be here for the entirety of the season, which, of course, we think will help, provided they don't experience any sort of sophomore slump. Of course we think that's going to make this team better, but some sort of outside help anything that fortifies the roster, they still have a responsibility for that. That's something this team needs to do in some form or fashion. It's Chris Bassett, it's Sean Manaya fine. Anything that adds a little bit of oomph, whatever you want to call it, anything at all to make the fan base say, okay, the franchise is on board, they're trying to win. Today's show also brought to you by umbc basketball retrievers back at home they have been hot recently they are back at home on saturday night to take on morgan state great local rivalry game and then the big one on new year's day rematch the america east championship game against vermont the umbc women host american on december 18th experience game day at the peak get your tickets umbcretrievers.com let's talk a little college basketball right now our next guest of course a veteran college basketball reporter an analyst. It's with Big Ten Network. You saw him in College Park on Friday when Maryland beat Illinois. Of course, he's with the NCAA and Turner and you name it. You see Andy Katz just about everywhere you look these days, and right now you see him with us here on GCR. Andy Katz, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, no problem. Uh, It's uh, You know, obviously it's a very exciting time. Maryland, of course, lost on the road at Wisconsin, but that game on Friday night – you know, you were there, that atmosphere, that electricity. Like, everybody loved your post-game interview with Kevin Willard and in talking about going and getting nine or ten beers. Um, it seems to be that there's something exciting brewing in College Park at the moment.
2: Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I, I think back to the last game that I physically was uh, at the Trinity Center. I'd done some Maryland games on the road neutral sites, and remote during COVID. Uh, but that, I'm almost positive the last time I was at the Xfinity Center was for the Maryland-Michigan game a week before the world shut down yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And I would say, because at the time I was doing Thailand for Fox for that game, and I would say that that atmosphere rivaled that one. Um, and, you know, obviously what happened in between is, you know, incredibly difficult for everyone, but, you know, certainly for Maryland fans, um, I understand the apathy and, and just trying to get it back, but that was a tremendous atmosphere. I don't think that's the last time. I think it's only the first time. I think we're going to see comparable atmospheres throughout the course of the Big Ten home season. Um, you know, and it's all about the product, how they play and the talent on the floor and, uh, there's no question that Kevin Willard has done a great job thus far of putting the pieces together. I think what he told us at shootaround on Friday, I think was critical, which was to find the right transfers to compliment the guys that made the commitment to come back. Mm. Um, because that's, you know, plenty of times when there's a coaching change, um, regardless how the previous players felt about, you know, uh, their former coach, whatever, you know, most of the time these guys move on and, he got the sort of the big three to stay, or they wanted to stay, and Dante Scott and uh Hakeem Hart and um uh I don't know what I'm trying to play here.
0: Uh G. G. Um, Reese.
2: Yeah, yes, thank you, Julian Reese. Yep. So those were the sort of the big three that decided to stay. And you know, he said told us that he was not going to recruit over them, that they was gonna compliment them. And that's why you know, someone like Jameer Young was
3: perfect
2: um, to come in and, you know, basically be that uh, lead guard, that playmaker, that spot shooter, and not taking any shots or, you know, specific shots, I should say, within the system uh, or minutes from those other guys. So, so far, the chemistry is great, and you could see it. I saw it certainly late night, talked to those guys, seeing them interact after in the locker room and everything, and uh you know, the game of the other night, that's just going to be the Big Ten on the road. I mean, I think it's going to be incredibly hard for teams to win on the road. For teams, I'd say, eight eight and up. You know, we saw last night Michigan State win at Penn State. Um, you know, obviously Northwestern, for whatever reason, has Michigan State's number. Uh, and Michigan State has obviously depleted injury-wise. But I think for the most part, it's going to be difficult to get road wins from teams that are going to finish somewhere in that seven and eight and up.
0: Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. Andy, you know, I think what I'm struggling now with is what is a reasonable expectation? Because coming into the year, and we talked about a few times with Kevin Willard, right? Like, we joke about how did did Iowa State last year screw it up for every first-year head coach? That now, like, there's just this belief that you can go from you know, two wins to the Sweet 16, and I think everybody was doing a good job of tempering expectations. And I think there was this feeling of, hey, if you can just play relevant basketball and and be in the bubble conversation, and you know the games might matter, that would be a good first step. Well, then they they roll off eight straight wins, they beat good teams in Miami and St. Louis, they get this great win against Illinois. What should the expectations be at this point? Like, what do you make of? of all sides of what now it's fair to think this team is capable of doing.
2: Well, I will say this one. I I want to pause and say in two weeks' time, we're going to know a lot more. Yeah, they've
4: got some really big down. ones. Yeah. You know,
2: w- with UCLA coming in and then the Tennessee game at the Barclays Center, um, if they were to win both of those, yeah, you know, yeah. now you're talking about a, a resume that's like a two-seed. Um you know, in in early January. Uh, And then what that does do for you is it gives you breathing room to lose some games in the Big Ten, which they will do.
3: I mean, let's accept that.
2: They will lose games in the Big Ten like everyone else, save maybe Purdue, um, you know, uh, because of Zach Eadie. So they're going to lose Big Ten games. But if they win these two games or even just split them, um, I think that changes the narrative. You know, they've got a win over UCLA – and or Tennessee or both, heading into the Big Ten, that is really
3: significant for Maryland going forward.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Our buddy Patrick Stevens said the same thing. You go two and two in this stretch, like it really affirms what you are as a basketball team. Andy Katz is with us here on GCR. Andy, are you concerned still at all about their depth? Right, like Ian Martinez has has really played well and given them a lot, but it is a it is it's it's really bleak after him, right? Like there is not a lot there, and particularly front court depth, there's almost nothing. Are you concerned about that as you talk about the grind of a Big Ten season? That for for all of the good they have, that there is a danger that that might catch up with them at some point.
2: Yes, and I think that's a fair statement. And we're seeing that already, uh, you know, with Michigan State, I think is a prime example. Um, when, you know, with Malik called down, they've certainly been very inconsistent. Jaden uh, Akins is just coming back, and they've had to, you know, throw in some ready for it, and they lost some games that maybe they would have won. And so, um, you know, whenever you take over a program, that is going to be a big issue of depth. One of the, you know, first got to get keep your guys around, and sort of the third thing is, do you create depth? That's kind of rare for a first-year head coach. So, um, yes, it's a major concern. If they suffer injuries, it will, yeah. it will definitely affect them. So, um, but so far, you know, thankfully everything's going well for them.
0: Yeah, correct. Uh, you know, again, like it, it, it to say it's a concern. That doesn't mean for certainty that it's going to end up wrecking the season. It's just something that I think is it's going to be tough, and it's something to monitor. Andy, can you quantify? You know, and
2: i just throw this out. Like, you know, we just saw this with Michigan. I mean, Jalen Llewellyn just suffered an ACL in their game in London uh, on Sunday against Kentucky. And he's a player they were counting on. He was starting. And so that is going to affect Michigan going forward, you know, the, their depth and how yeah. they're going to handle it. Yep. And, you know, then now they've got a game tonight at Minnesota that you would assume they would win. But now they're coming off this. Two games slide and coming across from London, and now they're down a guy. So, at the, this is tonight's an example, like for a Michigan team. Oh, they should beat Minnesota. But right. well, wait a minute, here's what's just happened. Here's mm-hmm. what's the injuries. Here's what their what their schedule's been like. So now suddenly maybe they lose this game that they weren't supposed to lose.
0: Yeah, it's, and speaking of frontcourt front court depth, when I when you bring up Michigan, I think about Michigan. I think about Purdue, and I'm like, oh God, if Julian Reese gets into foul trouble against those teams, it could be really problematic because of what they present up front um, that could be troubling let, let me if I could Kevin Wheeler himself right it, it's easy the the vibes right now are great in this area Andy and, and I know that that's some a silly catchphrase that we use these days but I'm sure you understand what I mean I, I'm, I'm not here to criticize Mark Turgeon in any way but the vibes weren't always great um, in this area over the last few years and right now the vibes are wonderful but just from a coaching standpoint, just from on the floor, I, like the zone switch-up on Friday, to me, had a lot to do with what happened in that game. So did Jameer Young, of course. Take nothing away from the players, but it felt like there were some serious coaching things that happened in that game to slow the pace down when it was kind of going crazy early on. Can you quantify from a coaching standpoint what Kevin Willard is doing early on beyond just, hey, winning basketball games is good and gets people excited?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want – I mean, I think Mark Turgeon's a good coach, uh, and he's proven that. Um, you know, it didn't work there. He didn't connect there. For whatever reason, Is a personality-driven, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, it just – there was a disconnect. Uh, because I, I I would challenge people who would say, oh, you know, Turgeon. You know, think about that two-year span, that that game, if um, I think it was LSU, that came down to that one bucket, mm-hmm. the last possession – uh, they win that game, now suddenly you're advancing further. Um, and then I know it's a game of what if, but I firmly believe that 2020 team had the potential to go really far in March. Um, no question about it. And, and you know, it struck me also when we were watching like an in-game type video uh, for uh, Maryland during the game in-house, and you see the number of NBA that have come through during this time, you know the Kevin, you know uh, Herder and yep. Fernando, and um, uh, so you know they definitely had talent, but there was definitely a disconnect with the fan base, and and obviously it did not go as well the the previous year, the the uh, bubble year, I guess you'd like to you know for lack of a better term, um, so but Kevin obviously has proven himself to be a very good coach. Uh, Seton Hall, I think, is an incredibly Um, probably one of the worst in a Newark, there's no, it's hard to get students there. Uh, the on-campus facilities are, you know, low level. Um, and he did a great job. And so he's a really good coach. And, um, I think people like his fire personality and, um, uh, I, I think it's a good match. I mean, I, I thought, you know, we had heard Kevin Willard from the beginning, the other name obviously, was the Enfield. field, and it, to me, it felt like Maryland was going to be fine either way. You know, whichever direction they went, um, it's I, I firmly have believed it's one of the best programs in the country because of where it's located, the talent, obviously, the Big Ten connection now has helped. Um, you know, some old guard ACC fans may disagree, but seeing that you know the average could end up being around nine NCAA tournament bids coming out of the Big Ten for the foreseeable future, uh, and I do not see that in the ACC.
0: Interesting. Really interesting that you bring that up, because as you know, there are still people around here that aren't over it, but, you know, as I've said a million times, you win, you start to forget all about those things. Uh, Andy Katz, what's on the docket for you? You're a b- very busy man. Where are you headed? Where are we seeing you?
2: Uh, this weekend, I am back in studio, and then I know you'll all be watching. Uh, we got to televise these games. We got the Prairie View Northwestern game Hell yeah. uh, Sunday. I'll be doing that one. Uh, you know, post Finals week, and then the following weekend, I got Indiana Kansas as well as some Big Ten Network. Oh, that's a, that's so, a pretty significant. Still one. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big, yeah, yeah. That's so, a big you
0: know. deal. That's a really big yeah. one uh andy katz at the andy katz on twitter is how you follow him and of course you'll see all of his stuff all over twitter he is i i see your face nearly as much as i see my wife's it's very strange this time of year i don't know how to explain it uh andy really appreciate taking the time for us this morning man thanks so much for doing it would love to catch up later on in the season okay thank you andy katz with us here on gcr appreciate him taking the time Hey, if you are still thinking about signing up and maybe you haven't taken advantage yet of some of the great offers, I encourage you to get the pressboxonline.com slash offers right now, and you can take advantage of sports betting offers like $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet, or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Time is limited to get the best offers from all of the sports books, so go to pressboxonline.com slash offers and sign up today. When we come back in, Kevin Harlan, he's calling the game on Sunday. Raven Steelers. It's Raven Steelers. I mean, it's kind of Raven Steelers. Like, it's it's technically, it's Raven Steelers. It's the name of the two teams that are playing in the game. Is it Raven Steelers? I don't know. It, it might be reminiscent of some old Raven Steelers games. The final score might be very Raven Steelers-esque. We'll talk about that with uh, Kevin Harlan, the great voice of uh, Sunday's game for CBS. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The next highest Bowser show is Tuesday, December 13th at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Harford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland vascular specialists and the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill.
8: Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and v Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthall help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday
0: really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at
9: glorydaysgrill.com at great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark.
0: Man, I always get a little... Uh, it always bothers me a great deal. I have won other... I mean, I don't know if you heard. I won the, uh, the, the, the Baltimore County Police uh, agility test. Oh you won it? Yes, I was the I it you was man very best. it was man versus test. Oh, okay. And man won. So you got a, you got a particular P for pass and I, I got a check okay. is what I got. I got a I'm a I'm a cop. I'm that, not sure if you're aware. Oh, okay. I got some bad news for you. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. I uh, want to thank a few more of you that got into the bowl pickup. Although, oddly, like Griffin, for example. Look at Griffin coming through. Could you share that with your friends, please, by the way? Could yeah, you, sure. like, I mean, could use a few more. Pe- it's for charity. I'm not sure if you – I used to get on – I. I. somebody brought this up two weeks ago. I used to m- unmercilessly beat up Kyle for not sharing things, I, and I haven't done that with you. And they're not wrong like I used to kick the crap out of Kyle we're doing a major charity event could you please try to put the word out to the people in your life a little yeah, bit more yeah. to, to yeah, get yeah, involved yeah. with it like yes. that would be a good thing we're trying to help a charity here in the helping up mission um sorry I, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to derail the show it, it was brought up to me I don't remember who brought it up to me they were like dude you used to like kill Kyle over that I was like yeah I Guess I did do that. I I I don't know. Maybe Griffin's more of a delicate flower, and I'm trying to come along with him a little bit more. Thank you, thank you. Um, (laughs) uh, But Griffin got in. I I get very I get disturbed because I look and not everybody has, has registered their picks yet, or at least even signed up yet, and I'm. Because it looks like nobody signed up. There, People have signed up. We've had like a better response than we did originally. Uh, Ryan Flanders got in. Uh, Susan Johnson got in. Kelly Sanford. Appreciate Kelly getting in. Uh, John from Little Rock uh, got in this morning. Love that. Um, still have room for you. What we're doing is a 50-50 college football bowl pick em. Very simple. It's winner gets half, helping up mission gets half. Couldn't be easier. $20 to get in. Glenn Clark, 180 on PayPal. Glenn-Clark on Venmo. Dollar sign, Glenn Clark Radio on Cash App. Send me 20 bucks, and I know it's not for me. That money will go. We've got a deal worked out with Target and White Marsh to make the money go a little bit further. We will go to Target and White Marsh, Drew Forrester and I. Not this weekend, the following weekend. And we will be purchasing toiletries, underwear, and other items that are needed for the folks at Helping Up Mission. So send me the $20. Hit me up, either glennclarkradio at gmail.com, at glennclarkradio on Twitter. Say, hey, just sent you my money. We will send you the link, password for you to get in. Make your picks. All you're doing is picking the outright, picking outright winners of all the bowl games. Whoever gets the most, and there is a tiebreaker, whoever gets the most, one person will win half of it. So whatever the pot ends up being, you get half of it, the other half goes to helping up mission. So it's a win-win. You might win a bunch of money. Worst case scenario, you donated twenty dollars to charity, which pretty good thing to do this holiday season. So twenty dollars again, Glen Clark on Venmo, Cash App, Dollar Sign Glenn Clark Radio, and PayPal Glen Clark 180 to get in for our charity bowl pick'em contest. Please go ahead and get that done today. Had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his very busy schedule, but it is always a pleasure to catch up with the great Kevin Harlan here on GCR. Man, it's been great news for us in Baltimore. This man's kind of got a residency going with the Baltimore Ravens right now. He was on the call this past Sunday, and he's going to be on the call again this coming Sunday for Ravens Steelers on CBS. He is the legendary, the great Kevin Harlan, and he's with us now again here on GCR Kevin, it's Glenn. It is always so good to catch up with you, my friend. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking the time for us
7: happy holidays to you too, Glenn and all your listeners and thanks for uh, inviting me to come on. I always enjoy talking about the Ravens and uh, all things Baltimore football. it was uh, uh, it was a gutty win the other day. You know those are hard games to play. You know they are against teams like that, which are really kind of like they're broncos or they're kind of all over the place and and then you lose your left tackle, and, and now you, know, you you lost your second string left tackle, now you're in your third string guy, and your quarterback is gone, and and yet they still kind of kept it together and came up when they had to with a, with a drive that made sense, and and sure enough, uh, they get a win, so that's what they take into Pittsburgh.
0: You know, what do you make? Obviously, it's a completely different scenario now because Tyler Huntley is going to have to play at least this week, and we'll see about maybe beyond that, but. Kevin, we talked earlier in the year, and we're talking about Lamar as being an MVP candidate and, you know, how much the offense was clicking. They lose one wide receiver, and, it, and you know, it looks still good in those Thursday and Monday night games, right? They were running the ball again dominantly and racking up time of possession. But out of the bye, I, you know, it's, it's just been kind of sloppy and, and kind of a mess for the most part. Is it, is it as simple as saying this is what happens when you're thin at receiver and you lose the one guy you had? Is there, is there something you can put your finger on? You know, you bring up Ronnie Stanley. Clearly we know they're a much different team with a healthy Ronnie Stanley. How do you put your finger on just kind of how weird it's looked these last few weeks out of the bye?
7: Yeah, it is hard to explain, isn't it? Because everything seems to kind of fit. You get the, uh, you know, the big-name linebacker in the trade, Humphrey's having a Pro Bowl season yeah. at the back of the of the defense. Um, you know, all these different things seem to be kind of connected and, and yet, you know, the team is, is staggering to score and Lamar's performance had been down. Now he's injured and it, it is, it's, it's hard to, he came out the first three, four weeks of the season, the holy smokes like this, this is going to be, this is going to be something he is on a, he is on a mission and then, you know, kind of things settle down and, and now they've kind of maybe become what they are. And, and without that, you mentioned the receiver without speed on the outside or anything to kind of tilt the defense a little bit, take some prominent guys who cover the best that the other team's offense has to offer, if you take that out of the equation, it becomes now, you know, a different kind of defense you're facing. Now, listen, we know Andrews has not been completely healthy, and and he's not at the top of his game. He can be, and maybe he'll trend that way as we wind down the regular season. But But surely, you know, they realize that, you know, um, trying to patch the thing up with Deshaun Jackson, who is – listen, I, I get it. He had a 62-yard reception the other day. He's got speed. He, I think he brings a presence. And sometimes at receiver, that's all you need is just something to just preoccupy, make their eyes kind of look sideways and go, okay, what's he doing? Where is he Where is he now? And, and, and I think that's kind of uh, – I, I think that's one of – yeah, it's never one thing. It's always a lot of things. Sure. I would certainly – Agree with you in that in that standpoint that that, that yeah you miss you miss the name receiver you know Bateman being out that 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 hurts that that definitely hurts their offense.
0: I think the t- the part that we're trying to figure out you know Kevin is is I think it's it's easy to assume is to your point the defense has been outstanding. You bring up Marlon Humphrey he's been a rock star. Roquan Smith has been as advertised. Fortunately because boy in the moment it did not look good for Patrick Queen on Sunday but fortunately you know it's just a bruise and he's all right and practicing this week and is going to play which is wild from where we were feeling with him being carted Good. off yes. on Good. Sunday, right? Glad I mean, to hear that. No Glad doubt. Glad to hear that, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, as as well as the defense is playing, I think there's this feeling of, you know, if you're going to be able to compete, first of all, you got to get there, but if you're going to be able to compete with the teams you need to compete with in the AFC playoffs, you're going to have to get a little bit more out of the offense, and you're hoping that you get some of these guys back. I just... You know, I it it's 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 hard to feel good at the moment about the trajectory of the offense, given everything they've been through.
7: Look how deep Cincinnati is at their receiver position. Now the chase is back. Got Higgins. I mean, Boyd. Like you've got some guys there. Like like they've got those three. They send those three guys out. Even just Chase alone, just as a lone ranger, and he goes out there. I mean, everybody on the defense. Where's Chase? Where, Where? You know, they're looking around. That's how it was with Tyreek Hill in Miami, and before that in Kansas City. They and, now, and Kelsey certainly too. And when Andrews was at the top of his game and healthy and playing like the tight end we know he is, you know he had that. There's a semblance of that, but speed on the outside and that kind of receiver that that just makes a that just makes a big difference, and it helps the quarterback too. It just it makes everything else roll. You know, yeah. J- Jackson is running well. We know that uh, he'll come back from this. Injury, and I think he'll be as as good as he was before. Um, and but it's December football, and John told us the other day, Glenn, that you know it's, it is a, it's kind of a different mindset. It's kind of like, all right, we're, we're we're digging the trenches. We're we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we are taking care of the ball. Um, we're gonna be uh, tight on on offense, and we're gonna control the clock. We're gonna play with our our you know world class defense. And, and I kind of think that's the recipe they're going to use. And I don't know how much they're going to miss this weekend with not having Lamar there. I think the team will be energized uh, to play for Huntley and, and, and to be in his, to be in back of him and support him, knowing it could be a week or two. And I think they realize after going through what they went last year with all the injuries and the drop off the edge of the table and, and just how the season ended, that they will look at this now with, with most of the team pretty healthy most of the team pretty healthy that that they can go in there and they can play you know very connective uh football they can play all three phases have them complement each other and maybe not have as you say the rock star on offense especially with with lamar gone at, at, at the running back or certainly at the receiver but they can collectively make this thing go and so if i'm a raven fan i'm always optimistic if, if my defense is intact and my offense has the skeleton there, and we know we're going to get the quarterback back, and we've got some health at running back, and you do. Um, that, to, you know, Dobbins, I think, is close. I think he's very close. Mm-hmm. That is good. Dobbins, you know, if if you're looking for that rock star, that might be, uh, as I'm sure you've talked about, a guy on the radar. Now, it, I, I don't know if he's going to be what he was a couple years ago. I don't know what he's going to be like when he played for the month earlier this season. But I, I do think that, that he is a motivated guy, and he could bring that extra you know, dimension that you're talking about, that your fans are looking for, that, that, that could kind of bring it all together and paint the complete picture, even without the great A-class receiver, not to demean anybody, but not having that, that just game-breaking, wow guy, the Jamar Chase type of receiver that can clearly change a game.
4: He
0: is the legendary Kevin Harlan. He's with us here on GCR. He and Trent Green once again this Sunday for Raven Steelers on CBS. Um, Kevin, obviously, you you know quite a bit about Raven Steelers. Uh, You've been intertwined with this and and lots of games over the years. Um, I wonder, as a broadcaster, this is Raven Steelers, but it's not, you know, Raven Steelers, right? Like, it's not Ray Lewis and Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward and Jerome Bettis and Ned Reed how do you how do you handle that as you're handling a game like knowing this is a historic series and a rivalry that's meant a lot, but you can't fake it and pretend like it's exactly the same as like wait, how do you handle that as a broadcaster wanting to play into the significance of Raven Steelers but but not you know you, you can't lie to people and tell people it's something that it isn't it's...
7: right of course, and there aren't many hall of famers perhaps with the two current teams. And you rattled off some historic, legendary names that that have made this particular series so good. Being in the division always means something, and that is a great place to start. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a little momentum now, and they really like their quarterback. The quarterback, uh, Pickett, is not like a wow physical, like quick twitch, like like this like ultra athletic guy. But what he is, he's a field quarterback, and and he kind of has an interesting way of going at it. You know, we're so locked in on the Herberts and the six, six and, and Lamar with, with, you know, uncanny speed and moves and you can get dazzled by that stuff. And that's great. And that's, that's fun to watch certainly, but Pickett kind of comes at it from a different angle. And so he brings his own set of kind of quirky yet interesting. And I think uh, intriguing things to that, Position. It's been kind of a volatile thing. Even when Ben was there, they knew he was going. He was just a shadow, as we all saw his last year. But it was Ben Roethlisberger, who's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? And he's a historic guy with big numbers, and he's had big games against the Ravens and vice versa. Um, but but this game has its own, you know, significant parts. We've mentioned Humphrey. You talked about Queen and it's Calais on the line, and and the other wonderful parts. And there are so many of them on that on that defense um but 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 i'd like to think that that these guys live in that world of representing what was and still two teams that are in it and baltimore is in first and you know they've got a ton to play for and basically overall health is pretty good and pittsburgh comes in with a couple wins in a row and they're kind of feeling good about themselves because everyone's writing them off and Tomlin, I don't think, has had a losing record in his 14-whatever-it-is years he's been the head coach of the Steelers. And they reflect a lot of what he's about, and this is his time of year, too. He loves December football, and he thinks his Steelers are their best at you know this point of the season when they've had a lot of roster changes, a big turnover, you know, um, and just a lot of different things going on with that team. Watt is back and healthy. At least he was when I saw him Monday night a couple weeks ago in Indy. Uh, Hayward, we know what he is on the defensive line. Fitzpatrick is a world-class safety. Uh, They've got the same kind of parts. They're not as deep and not as varied as the Ravens. But as we know, uh, the difference between a uh, a four-win team and a six-win team or a five-win team and a ten-win team is not much. And we know on any weekend it could change and go either way. So I say I think this game in December – with a lot on the line for both teams, Pittsburgh trying to still you know, get in there and fight, and that's a proud franchise with proud players and your team, which is, is showing um, you know, resilience in the face of losing some pretty um, foundational pieces, the quarterback, the left tackle. Um, I think, uh, and not having much as we talked about at receiver, I think that this game will have all the intrigue and, and, and all the nice emotion and passion that perhaps the other games have had in this series, without the big headliners on the marquee outside the stadium.
0: What's interesting to me, Kevin, is it feels like it could end up being one of those kind of classic Ravens Steelers. Like it, it, sixteen thirteen feels about right for this type yep. of game on Sunday. Like I it's, like that. I you like know, that. <laughs> it just sort like of reminds yeah. me. Maybe it's not Ray Lewis. Maybe it's not Troy Polamalu. Maybe it's not those guys. But the way these teams have been playing and you know, given that you're lining up Tyler Huntley and trying to keep everything in front of him, it just sort of has that feel of maybe an old-school type of defense-first, field goals aren't the end-of-the-world football game on Sunday.
7: Yeah, yeah, two coaches, two very good coaches. I mean, Obviously, right? I mean, yeah. You, you you Yeah, you can't ask for anything better in getting teams ready for a big December game in the division in in a in a place like Pittsburgh or Baltimore, wherever it was going to be, um, than these two coaches. So, I, I like the feel of it. Yeah, it doesn't have the, the powerhouse, hall of fame, legendary, generational talent type of guys that we've seen. But uh, I, I think their their fingerprints still reside on these players, and they know what they're playing for. Uh, you know, Steeler week is a big week for the Ravens and vice versa. So, they'll, and, and, and again, we're talking about a first place team. We're, not, we're talking about a team that leads the division. And, and is trying to, you know, keep away Cincinnati, which is what we thought they would eventually be once Burrow got his health back and his body back after the, you know, emergency appendectomy. And Pittsburgh, even though they're closer to 500 than they are anything else, I, I still think they're a rugged team. If you're close to 500, and, and, and they're, you know, not at 500, but, but they've got that feel of a team that wants to still make a move And by God, if they're not going to get in, they're going to make sure everybody knows they played them and they were rising at the end and maybe even, you know, running into next year. They're using a rookie quarterback in a big game like this, and, and he is not blinking. He is not blinking at all. And I think that's, I'm Tom and I'm feeling pretty good about my first round rookie quarterback
0: um kevin what, you're the busiest man in show business obviously you got about a million things when you're not doing nfl games doing nba games you're not what, what what else is on the docket for you in the coming days
7: well i'm right now in that in that thing about cbs saturday nfl tv monday night uh radio for westwood and then nba on tuesday so it's three games three nights three cities and geographically none of it makes sense this past week was baltimore <laughs> tampa in denver this week will be pittsburgh phoenix and la lakers and celtics next week is going to be chiefs at houston rams at green bay and then memphis at denver again so like none none of this like if you're drawing you know if you're connecting the dots you go like what what kind of a whack job is putting this thing together like this makes but uh and, and i would be lying if i said that You know, this time of year, you know, it gets a little, it it, it drags a little bit, but um, I am always energized Um, Sunday when I go into a stadium uh, like I do in downtown Baltimore or I'll do this weekend in Pittsburgh and talking to good people like you in these cities. I'm doing the same thing in Pittsburgh this week with a show like yours. and, And they are, they love the NFL. And to be around people that love the NFL, is the greatest motivating factor at all like like football in Baltimore and football in Pittsburgh it means something yeah. like like it, it
4: religion it, yeah it,
7: it, it mean uh, yeah it is and I i listen to these fans right outside our broadcast window when i'm in your stadium and and they know what they're talking about they know exactly who's playing <laughs> you know they they can name the third string the, the fifth guy in the secondary they can name the seventh guy in the secondary the third string Left tech, they know they know all this stuff. So when it means that much to those people, uh, it certainly better mean a lot to us, and it does. And that's what makes it so uh, so
0: energizing. Sometimes it's uh, it means so much that it can be dangerous, and you you have you know I I got to be honest, I, I did a little yelling on the radio the other day, Kevin. I wasn't very proud of myself in that moment. I had I got a caller on. A, what were you yelling oh, about? Kev, what we were got a, about? we got a call on the post game show over on, on we're we're, doing, we're on 105.7 The fam. We get a call on the post game show. And, uh, it's about, somebody says that John Harbaugh needs to be held accountable. And I just, I snapped, right? Like I just snapped and I get, I have no problem criticizing as you, I have no issue criticizing people. This is not a, you know, everybody gets a free pass all the time. And I just sort of snapped and said, they're eight and four and i just kind of kept repeating it and yelling and i just legitimately lost my mind for a second Where i said look i got no problem talking about the team struggling offensively i got you know we, we can talk about decisions that are made during the course of a game but some I, I don't know why it was that somebody calling in saying John Harbaugh needs to be held accountable. I said they're eight and four. All
7: they ever do is I win. Know. First place, <laughs> right. First place in a division where 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 a team in the division last year made the Super Bowl. Yeah. right. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they were AFC, yes. they were AFC champions.
0: Yes, yes. So
7: yeah. listen, I I I get it. I get it. But it's <laughs> it's it, it's what makes your job so fun because emotions are always high. Who wants to be in a job? We're just doing no one know, cares, where there sure. is no passion. Yeah, that's a yeah, great point. Right, no one cares. Yep. And everybody cares about football.
0: It keeps us employed. I know that much. Kevin Harlan, <laughs> uh, it is always a thrill. You You go out of your way. Uh, to make time for us uh, every time you're involved with the Ravens, and you have no idea how much it means to me. Truly appreciate you. Glad we get to hear you again on Sunday, and look forward to the next time already. Thank you very much, my friend.
7: Thank you, Glenn. Happy holidays to you, and thanks for your invitation to be on and visit, and I look forward to our next talk, and uh, and I think it's going to be a fun game this weekend again in Pittsburgh. I'm looking forward to being there, and we'll be thinking about you and all your listeners that will have a lot to say on your show after after the game. That's I'm going to have to tune into that as I'm going to the
0: airport. It's Kevin Harlan uh, checking in with us ahead of Ravens Steelers Sunday on CBS. All right. hour number one of today's show is in the book. Still great offers to be had when you sign up for sports betting right now. If you go to pressboxonline.com slash offers, you can get $100 in risk-free bets. Sorry. in free bets from Barstool after placing your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Time is limited. They're not going to offer these deals forever. Got to go right now to pressboxonline.com slash offers in order to take advantage of them. Let's continue to talk some Ravens this morning. Joining us now, a man you see all the time on ESPN. He is, of course former NFL general manager, Mike Tannenbaum, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always. Thank you so much. Taking a couple of minutes for us. Good to be with you, Mike. It's a, it's a strange time right now in Baltimore. And I feel like there's a lot of um, panic over a team that is still for eight and four at this point and still sitting in first place at the moment in the AFC North. But, A lot of conversation being had about how the Ravens have handled their their work kind of building around Lamar Jackson or lack thereof and it's something that I've spoken about ad nauseum this team has had a philosophy of we're going to run the football they've kind of devalued wide receiver in the process and they've won like they've won a lot of football games but they don't they're not in a good place at the moment and it doesn't feel like they're a serious threat to win a Super Bowl. Where are you with how this team has handled these five years with Lamar Jackson before they you know, he came up for a contract and, and whether they did right by him or did right by what was best to try to win a Super Bowl?
3: Yeah, look, they've been a really model organization, very consistent, and you know, specifically as we look at this year, you know, there's a great action that not all injuries in the NFL are created equal. And what I mean by that is, you know, Rashad Bateman getting hurt has really hurt this team. Um, he was a young ascending player and unfortunately out for the year. And they went out to try to sign Deshaun Jackson, and, you know, he may be an okay Band-Aid. But, you know, clearly they need to add another receiver or two. But, you know, when you look at the investments in the offensive line, the running backs, the tight ends, you know, there are good players around Lamar. Uh, but clearly the receiver position would be an area where they could add, a, you know, a player or two.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's pretty fair to say that it is, is it something, you know, is it fair when we look and we say, Hey, in Philadelphia, they knew that they had this opportunity. They went all in and the Ravens didn't really, is that a fair criticism to bring up with this team? Or do you think, you know, no, they, they went about doing it a different way just because they didn't go out and get AJ Brown. It, like, I, I it just it seems glaring to look at something like that and say isn't that what you're supposed to do with a young and extraordinarily talented quarterback?
3: Yeah, and uh, the added skill players. You know, Mark Andrews is one of the best tight end. I think Isaiah Likely has a chance to be really good. Um, look, Philadelphia's had a great off season. There's no two ways about it. But yeah, you know, this season isn't over, and you know we'll see. Look, I think they do need to add a receiver, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the parts of
0: the offense aren't good. Um, here's Mike Tannenbaum. He is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Mike, you bring up the season's not over, and that's it's sort of a weird conversation that we're having at the moment, right, because there's there's concern. This team has not looked right coming out of the bye offensively. Going into the the, the bye, they, they were dominant. They had the ball for 40 minutes a game, basically, against the Buccaneers and the Saints. They looked like what we thought the Ravens wanted to look like, what do you make of, is it as simple as saying, hey, this is what happens when you lose J.K. Dobbins and a Ronnie Stanley, and if you can get those guys back, you'll be okay? Or do you think there's a bigger problem going on with what the Ravens have looked like offensively in the three weeks since the bye?
3: Yeah, I think it's more of the former, not the latter. You know, you can get back to a really good left tackle who's had massive durability issues, but he's a good player, and J.K. Dobbins is a really good running back. When you look at these teams coming down the stretch, that's why... You know, a lot of teams are talking to OBJ. You say yourself, how can we get better post-trade deadline? And, you know, Baker Mayfield getting claimed, OBJ getting these visits. You know, they're all, you know, similar sort of, um, you know, methodologies of trying to get better after the trade deadline. So every team has its strengths and weaknesses. You know, we have talked about where the – Ravens are so much short, but you know to get back two good players certainly can help their
0: chances. So you still think there's time? Like if if they were to get back Lamar in a couple of you know, we're, I think we're assuming it's going to be one to two weeks. But if they can somehow you know even split those games, stay afloat, and keep that you know last week of the season uh, in play to try to win the AFC North, if they get back a Ronnie Stanley this week, if they get back J.K. Dobbins, are are you still of the belief that this team can get this figured out? to contend with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and, and reach the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, absolutely, because they have a great head coach. They have a good defense. And, um, again, no, nobody's perfect in the AFC. You know, we just saw Von Miller go down for the year. Right. Um, you know, Kansas City Kansas City's defense is far from perfect. Buffalo also lost, uh, you know, Micah Hyde. Um, and other teams, you know, Jamar Chase missed a chunk of the season. So, Every team has had injuries. Miami's offensive line is beat up. So, again, there is no perfect team in the system.
0: The Bengals looked awfully good when they got him back, however, for, for what it's worth. They look kind of scary at the moment, as the, that will be a week 18 for the Ravens, taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Mike Tannenbaum with us on GCR. Mike, there's this other awkward thing that's kind of going on right now, and I wonder if you could give me an inside look at how an organization handles this with, with Greg Roman, who's, you know, been maligned uh, a bit within this community, but has certainly done a lot of good, and they've won a lot of games, and they've had good offenses. He's in play for the job at Stanford. And I could, could you give me a peek into w- what these conversations look like, how an organization prepares, and plans for something like this? Do, do you have to... You know, if if he's in the mix, do you have to say, hey, we're going to let you go? Do you have to say, hey, you can take a job, but you you got to finish the season out? Like, what does this look like when something like this is going on?
3: Yeah, and, and every organization deals with it. You want your coaches to get interviews, that's a great sign of progress. Um, so, I, I, I'm sure they have no problem with that. You know, the timing of college jobs now are, you know, that's a little tricky. Like, if he would get one, I, I remember when... Year when Charlie Weiss became the head coach at Notre Dame you know he was trying to do both jobs so um you want your coaches to be in demand, and then you just figure out the best solution if and when they get the jobs sometimes they stay sometimes they leave
0: so is it uh, boy you know is it we saw a report this week the Ravens brought in Willie Taggart right And and everybody nobody knows why like it was just he was there to visit the Ravens is it possible that they could be looking at, hey, let's have somebody else in the building just in case we lose Greg Roman and the se- there's still some time uh, left in the season?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's smart. It's just planning. It's being proactive. You don't know how things are going to play out, and um, you want to have depth everywhere. You know, we talked about Ronnie Stanley coming back, JT Dobbs coming back, and, you know, if you do lose a Greg Roman, right, it could make sense to have another coach in the pipeline just in case.
0: Uh, Mike, there is, uh, as you know, and as you guys have talked about ad nauseum throughout the year on ESPN, the Lamar Jackson situation still looms over this franchise at the moment. And it's, you know, kind of complicated here. another injury that they're dealing with. The fact that, you know, he hasn't played particularly well these last couple of weeks. I, I still keep trying to say to everybody that it's kind of irrelevant, right? Like this is not how the quarterback position works when it comes to contracts. Like, there's there's a market... You're either going to pay that number or you're not. There's no going back and negotiating and saying, well, but you know, you missed two weeks this season. Am, am I right by that? And what do you make of this thing still looming over everything that the Ravens are kind of doing at the moment?
3: Yeah, you know, look, I think they should try to get the deal done, um, but it didn't, and now they're both doing the best they can to try to move forward. Um, I think Lamar's really handed it well. Canley uh, way better than I could have. I think he's a has a great air about him, and uh, I give him a lot of credit. And hopefully, they can find a solution after the season.
0: Have you noticed anything in his play that it's been brought up by a few folks? You know, some former players, you know guys that I respect, that have said there's something about him that it just looks like it's in the back of his mind. The contract thing. Have you noticed any of that as you've watched the Ravens this season?
3: Um. No, I think he's played pretty good, not perfect. made a couple of mistakes. I thought know, a couple of mistakes in the Giant games were really bad. Um, but, look, you know, if you were just saying every player on the plan is a free agent and we're going to have a draft, he'll be one of the top five players picked. You know, like, might take Mahomes and Josh Allen before him and maybe one or two others. But, you know, if you were starting a franchise, he'd be one of the top five. Um, and I, I don't think anybody would really push back. I mean, you could have great discussions with you know, is it Joe Burrow or is it Dak Prescott? Is it maybe, you know, Dalen Hurts? But somewhere, you know, between four and six, he, he's there. So, yeah. look, Josh Allen's made some mistakes this year. Patrick Mahomes has made yep. some mistakes. Yep. Um, you know, two is pro- uh, Herbert's taking a half step back. Two is taking a half step forward. So, those things are going to continue to evolve. Um, he's a great player that every time he touches the ball, be it with his arm or his legs, he creates a lot of problems for the opposing defense.
0: What would you do if his if his hard line is fully guaranteed and you're the Baltimore Ravens and there's still only one team that's done it and you know they've been treated like pariahs for making that decision. If his hard line is fully guaranteed, what do you do at this point in this off season?
3: You know, you know you try to find, you know, common ground and say, hey, here's ten contracts that aren't fully guaranteed.
0: Man, I if if it's a hard line, you know what I mean. Like, if Mike, let me present the scenario: if if his hard line is fully guaranteed, and the Ravens' hard line is we can't do that, is there a point this off season where you have to think about like just poking around and seeing what teams would be willing to give you in a trade?
3: Um, you know, as a negotiator for over twenty years, I always find there's like some solution in there. And obviously, you're referring to the Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah. I we try to show him 20 contracts that aren't that way, and you know try to use the facts to get him to a place where we could both live to fight another day.
0: It still seems very strange, right? Because like quarterback contracts, he's going to get his money, right? Like, like this is the way that this works. They're not going to be cutting Lamar Jackson at some point during this contract. It's it's sort of the kind of crazy part about fully guaranteed on both sides. Is like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's gonna be guaranteed anyway, isn't it? It's...
3: Well, for the first couple of years it will be, and then there's other things like injury guarantees, so a substantial portion of it's going to be guaranteed, but really what they're arguing over is probably the fourth and the fifth year and the guarantees in those years.
0: Alright, Mike Tannenbaum, a very busy man, of course. I know it's at Real Tannenbaum on Twitter. Uh, I know you've been doing stuff for the, uh, a few other places as well, besides when we see you on ESPN. Is there anything in particular we can plug for you?
3: Yeah, the 33rd team. If you go to the dot com, it's a platform where a lot of current players, former players, current and former coaches uh, share their experiences, and it's great football content, so uh, I appreciate you asking.
0: Absolutely. Mike Tannenbaum, appreciate taking the time for us. Very happy holidays to you and your family. Look forward to doing it again in the future. Okay, thanks so much. ESPN analyst and former NFL GM Mike Tannenbaum with us here on GCR. Today's show... Uh, brought to you by the baltimore area chick-fil-a restaurants if you're looking for a simple holiday meal try chick-fil-a catering from chick-fil-a nuggets to mac and cheese enjoy a variety of tray options size perfectly for your get together order through the chick-fil-a app and bring smiles to your family gathering availability and order requirements vary see restaurant for details I wasn't able to get mike to sort of like pin down on something he was very he uh, was evasive a bit on some of those things What if it's a hard line? Eh, I'm going to try to do something else. And I get his point. His point is, it's absurd for this to be a hard line. There's no reason for this to be a hard line. And the kind of the silly things that we were talking about with Drew yesterday, like it it just can't happen. Like there's got to be a way to have some bend. There's got to be a way to have some flexibility here in order to make this work. But I've said before, if the hard line is fully guaranteed, if for whatever reason. It's just hellbent fully guaranteed there's there's no it's it's this is nonsense to think there's some sort of argument here you're paying Lamar Jackson all the money anyway you're just worried about somebody else being mad at you in a meeting. get the entire F out of here i I think the Ravens did right as I've said all along to say, okay, but we're not going to do it today. It bought them time to see if other teams and other quarterbacks did similar deals and if via those similar deals the pressure became far less on them. Two other teams do fully guaranteed quarterback deals then that's just the market now. It's They don't have to worry about it. They can go ahead and sign something fully guaranteed with Lamar. If two other quarterbacks do deals that aren't fully guaranteed then maybe you're able to go back and kind of break and say, look, this is not the market. It's not out there. Fully guaranteed isn't happening. So let's talk about something else. Buying time is no problem, but buying time has a limit. At some point, you have to have your quarterback. There's no scenario by which you're doing the wacky, well, maybe you could just draft another one. Absolutely, and maybe you could end up with Josh Rosen. And maybe you could end up with, insert, Zach, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. Drew trying to make it seem like Mac Jones. Imagine, imagine if this city lost Lamar Jackson and got Mac Jones. It would burn. Maybe they get like Hendon Hooker. But you're just naming quarterback. Yeah. You have no idea yeah. if they're going to be any good or not. Everybody thought Josh Rosen was a really good quarterback. Nobody's saying you can't find another quarterback. It's the idea that you're going to mortgage your your entire franchise hope over the idea that maybe you will, because you're scared off by the words "fully guaranteed," which again is what you're going to end up paying the guy anyway. It's theater of the absurd. It's nonsense. It's the dumb stuff we say because we want to think we're smarter than somebody else. There's only one way this can end. It's with Lamar Jackson staying in Baltimore. If the cost of that is fully guaranteed, you do everything in your power to prevent it. But if it is, so be it. So be it. He's getting his money anyway. We come back in. It's going to be time for us to make some picks. We will uh, have Ken Zales join us. I need a better week this week. Got a lot more NFL games because only one college game this week, obviously. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. <laughs> Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A Nuggets to Mac and Cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details.
1: UMBC Basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena and tickets are available now at UMBCRetrievers.com Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Morgan State on December 10th and the women square off with American on December 18th and on New Year's Day a rematch of last year's America East Championship game when the men welcome Vermont to the peak. Experience the excitement of game day by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at UMBCRetrievers.com
0: United States citizen possess a valid driver's license and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent the Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity
9: employer make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas only models a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today
10: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition
9: Tailgate. That's GinsuGrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day halftime show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. Back in here on GCR.
0: Today's show also brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns next Tuesday night, December 13th. We will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road with Tyus and a special guest, Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership press PressBox and Grade 8's memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash bowser. Hope to see you next Tuesday night at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill for the next Tyus Bowser Show. Two things quickly before we get into picks. Um, I haven't said anything this morning about Brittany Griner. I'm, I'm glad that Brittany Griner is coming home. And that's the extent of anything I have to say about it. And, and I it ain't. I don't know enough. It ain't worth it. The majority of you have no effing clue what you're talking about. I mean, not even a tenth of a clue. You're just talking out of your ass. I'm glad that Brittany Briner is coming home. Brittany Briner. I'm glad that Brittany Griner is coming home. Harrowing experience. Absolutely shameful. I'm glad that she's coming home. That's the list of things I have to say about the topic. Desmond Ritter is going to start for the Falcons. Why not? It will be quite alarming. Desmond Ritter makes a couple starts, all of a sudden looks really good, and the Ravens have to play the Falcons in a couple of weeks. I don't expect that. I think there's still limitations to what the Falcons are capable of doing, but um, it it would just be quite ironic, wouldn't it, if... All of a sudden, Desmond Ritter gets in there and looks like he's a thing. All right, let's make our picks for the week. Joining us as he does uh, every Thursday, he is our friend, Mr. Ken Zalas, and he's back with us here on GCR. KZ, what's going on, pal?
11: Not much. I thought you were going to introduce me as foreign policy expert. Yeah, no, because that's what we no, all are no, today.
0: All of a sudden, everybody knows everything there is <laughs> about foreign. God. God. There are so many times where you can just say Nothing. Nothing at all about a topic.
11: We just never choose to. Just just say exactly what you said. I'm glad she's coming. That's it.
0: List of things. That's it. End of it. End of it. I'm so glad that Brittany Griner is coming home. I'm grateful for that. End of list. Now to you. You do you really want to choose this violence? Is this really something that you want to do in your life? Um, What's this? All right. What you can't come in on the 22nd. What is your out. What is your story next Thursday?
11: Um, what's next Thursday? Uh,
0: let me let me look at it. Maybe would be the fifteenth. Would be the date. Yeah, I can I can make that work. So you really want to make this the side bet for the week? Oh, I was just I was just sending it. Oh, to you I'm just. Saying, I'm just out of here. I was just out here I, funny. I he just, says.
11: L- I was just leaving it there,
7: Ken Zales, for you to see. Texts me yesterday.
0: <laughs> A picture of wherever he found this, I don't know. But everyone involved should be sent. They they should be sent for hate crimes. They should be sent. They should spend some time in Russian prisons. He sent me a you picture. Know, since,
11: it's, since it's just a shot, sure,
3: why not?
0: All right. I guess we're doing it. Um, Casey sends me a picture of the tapeworm shot. I will, uh, I will forward this to Griffin so he can take a look. The tapeworm <laughs> shot is one ounce of vodka, which, by the way, is about one more ounce of vodka than I've consumed all year long. <laughs> one ounce as well of mayonnaise. Now, I think maybe we should mix it up and do a, like, a little bit more mayonnaise, a little less vodka, because I think that Lots makes of it. Mayonnaise. Vodka and mayonnaise. This
11: is like, dude, dude, let's just make it how it is. Plus
0: dashes of Tabasco and black pepper. That is the tapeworm shot, which is named because it (laughs) looks like there's a tapeworm swimming around in your shot. It is one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my life. Thanks, Ken. Loser I I and Losers next week. Now, first of all, I do believe that by next week I will have the uh, the Speedo and the uh, the bodysuit, so I should be able to pay off my bet so next hopefully, week. So you yeah, be I, might, I might be doing both. <laughs> exactly right. I might be paying off both. So our side bet for the week is the tapeworm shot. We will see if uh, retroactively anybody, any of the other boys choose to get in on this. Uh tapeworm <laughs> shot, ounce of vodka, ounce of mayo, uh, dashes of Tabasco, and black pepper. That's what the loser will have to do. Or losers. Again, if we all three go six and three this week, should we're all I, losers. Should I just
1: email everyone right now? Or?
0: You you can if you'd like. You okay. want me to forward this to you? Yes. I will forward yeah, yeah. this to you right now. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> god this is so dumb i hate the fact that we're doing this uh we gotta move along we gotta we gotta get into picks quickly uh picks are brought to you this week by glory days grill where the winter seasonal menu is the comfort classic menu including the twisted ribs and wings combo with two pounds of meat the winter spinach salad the citrus salmon the mac and cheese bites the bourbon butter cake Griffin, the bourbon butter cake. Oh, my God. It's so good. When You have to understand. When you have a catchphrase, you've yeah, got to yeah, yeah. be ready and willing to deliver your catchphrase. Uh, pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. Uh, it is, it is a, We've reached the part where no one's even sniffing 500 any longer after my disastrous week a week ago. Um, <laughs> John Proctor in first place now at 58 and 62. I mean this is by far the worst season of picks we've ever had. He has a game in front of myself and Kyle Ottenheimer at 57 and 63. KZ, Paul and Griffin are all two games back at 56 and 64. And Andrew Steka is the worm. <laughs> I think that's all we need to say. He is still ten games back, eight games back of Vice Worm. He did not send me his picks, however. Yes, I have today. Them. I do have. Interesting, them. Yeah. interesting. That that's the case. See
1: if the, see if the strategy pays off. Maybe yeah, to help yeah, you. Right. Right. I hope.
0: I hope. All right. Uh, very good. Let's get into it.
1: Uh, first game in Philadelphia at the Li- at Lincoln Financial Field between Navy and Army. It is the Army Navy game. Navy is a minus two and a half favorites. Uh, three o'clock on CBS. <sighs>
0: I feel like Army started as a favorite, and when I, li- I like that a lot more than this. Uh, look, this, of course, reeks of 13 to 10. Who has 13? Who has 10? The hell, I picked against Navy enough, and they proved me wrong. They're coming off their best win of the year. They've had two weeks to get ready for it at Navy.
11: Um, I, was, I, I said, because I knew we were going to pick this game, obviously, whoever was getting points, I was taking the points, because these games are always close. And they know each other so well, and even if somebody is way up, it seems like they come back and make it a close game. I'm just gonna take the the points and take army.
0: yes, Griffin, that's where yes. what is going on that's over here Griffin, sorry. you gotta we gotta go man. Uh,
1: I'm on Navy as well. i mean i I thought one time I picked against them they uh they 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 got me for it, so I'm um, sticking with Navy. We got everyone on Navy except for Ken. And Andrew Stecker. Oh no! Oh
0: uh, no! Terrible start to the uh, week. Yeah. Uh,
1: to the NFL, first of eight NFL games we will be although, picking. Although in fairness,
0: Stecca was way better than I was yeah. last yeah.
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so maybe I should be worried since yeah, I'm on the I, same side yeah, as. Yeah, it might not be good news. Uh, tonight on Prime Video, uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. It is the Rams are getting six six and a half at home against the. this this
0: stinks right because like it's of course you want to take the raiders they're playing good football right now the rams are starting bryce perkins and might at some point turn to baker mayfield as their quarterback they're a disaster of course you want to take the raiders but then you have to deal with the fact that it's six and a half points on the road on thursday night it's awful (laughs) Like, everything about that is awful. You're not supposed to pick a team that's a touchdown favorite on the road on Thursday night football. But I can't pick the Rams. Raiders is the pick.
11: Yeah, I, everything he said is right. But I, Baker's thrown exactly zero passes to his teammates because of when he got there in the Thursday night game. He's been a part of a walkthrough. I don't know what part of the offense he'll actually know. Um, and. The way it's looking and everything that's coming out of there, he's probably going to play over half this game because um, everybody's hurt. Uh, the last I heard is Wolford. Oh, yeah. Is it Wolford? It's
0: Wolford who's hurt, yes.
11: Is hurt, and they're going to try him pregame. But I, I'm taking Vegas. I hate it, but I'm taking Vegas.
1: Uh I'm taking Vegas as well. It is a clean sweep. Nobody wow. is touching not more Rams even Henderson. Yeah, I I I
0: get it, but boy, it's, yeah. it's it's a touchdown on the road on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: uh yeah. Rams already lost one on Thursday. Alright, right. we so gotta keep moving by, by more than seven. Browns at the Bengals. Uh Bengals minus six and a half against the Brownies. Six and a half.
0: Six and a half. Six and a half. Six a... Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, they're playing good football. I'll take the
1: Bengals as well. Uh, I will take the Bengals as well. We have one taker of the Cleveland Browns, Kyle Oppenheimer. Will be low and mm. How about On that? Well, remember he
0: once picked the Browns to like go 16 and 0 or something like that and they went 0 and 16. Yeah. Why, um, yeah, so, why I mean, did he do that? I, it, it wasn't six, 16 it, like he's he like for no reason at all. Kyle would get these things where like he just had to be right about something. And so, so he would just, so yell, and so just, he'd yeah. just yell about it. And he'd be like, the Browns are going to win six games this year. And I'd be like, maybe <laughs> I would have even said eight. And I was like, "What? What? why are you so – what is that? And I think their quarterback was like Cody Kessler or something. It was terrible. He was just in love with Josh. He was drunk on Josh Gordon. And he was in love with the Browns. <laughs> they didn't win a game. They went 0-16.
1: Uh, yeah. Next up, Jets at the Buffalo Bills, uh, nine minus nine and a half for the Buffalo Bills.
0: I don't love that line. I don't love that line. I mean, I I get it. It's the Bills, but the Bills have been mostly playing close games. The Jets have, you know, obviously looked better. I know they didn't win last week. I don't. I don't think I can. I think I have to take the points here. I, you know, I, I think I do. Jets. Yeah, this is this was
11: close for me. Uh, I just can't. At home, Buffalo, they can put up points. I know the Jets' defense has been better, but I mean, I just feel Buffalo can run away and hide in the first half uh, in this one. So I'm going to take the
1: Bills. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bills as well. I feel like you know, I mean, their 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 offense is way better than the Jets. I'll take the Bills. Uh, so myself, uh, Paul Valley, um, KZ, and I uh, thought somebody else. I guess yeah, that's yeah, it's just us. Okay, uh,
0: John, Kyle, and uh, Stetka, along mm. with Glenn. Terrible along the Jets. news. Ter- yeah. Everything was good. By the way, the Bills on the season have won three, four. Okay, so if you take away weeks one and two, they've won two games. By double digits. Okay. That's enough for me. That's enough. Just don't... I don't Make want it, it three. Okay. We'll see.
1: Uh, Vikings at the Lions. Stinky line. Lions minus two and a half. They're
0: you at home against the you Vikings. You say it's a stinky yeah. line. It's not really a stinky line if you dive in a little bit long. like This doesn't reek of this is still the Lions being America's team and everybody loving them because they were on hard knocks. This is analytically the Vikings being maybe the worst two-loss team in the history of football, right? Like, analytically, there's nothing. that You keep doing a deep dive on the Vikings, and you're like, what is going on here? Um, meanwhile, the Lions, we all know, have played r- really well recently. Still, all that being said, it's a 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins game, so give me 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. I'm taking the Vikings.
11: Yeah, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, and I'm getting points. Like, I know, I know America wants the Lions to be a thing. They're exciting. They're... They're playing well. They put it. They throw the ball all over the place. Put up lots of points, but their defense still stinks. And the Vikings' offense is pretty darn good. So I'll take the Vikings.
1: I feel a lot worse about this pick now. I'm going with the Lions because I mean, the, you know, a couple weeks ago when they had the Cowboys favored in Minnesota, and then they ended up blowing them out by 40. Uh, so I'm I, I'm gonna I was gonna trust Vegas. So I'm taking the Lions. And the only person with me is Andrew Stecko. Oh. Everybody's on the bike. Was
0: it really just me and Steck? It wasn't just me and Steck on the jets, correct? Somebody else. It was no, no. It
1: was uh, it was also uh, Proctor and uh, and Kyle.
0: All right, yeah. yeah Both yeah. The, uh, John and Kyle were also whoever is updating this the sheet right now. There were okay. John and Kyle were also on. It's me, Paul. I guess that means it must be Stecca who's Ken. updating the sheet.
1: Yeah. Yes, me, Paul, and Ken on the Bills. <coughs> Thank you. Uh, and then just me and Stecco on the Lions. Then moving to also in the one o'clock window, Eagles at the Giants. Giants are getting six and a half at home against the Eagles.
0: I want to bite like I do. I really want to bite here. Because I know the Eagles played extraordinarily well on Sunday, but it seemed like there was something about like the AJ Brown revenge game that was a factor there. I wi- I really wish I could bite. I'm probably going to end up regretting it, but I I can't. Give me the Eagles.
11: I'm right there with you. I even put maybe on my on my thing um on my uh on my little sheet to 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 Griffin. Um <laughs> Because divisional games and all that fun stuff, um, they tend to be close. But Philly's just, uh, they're good. I mean, uh, you know, people can say what they want. They're just good, and their offense is good, and Hurts may be the MVP. I'll take Philly.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'm taking the uh, Eagles as well. Um, Everyone, everyone is on the Eagles. No one playing on the Giants. Clean sweep Mm. for Philly. Um
0: I mean, they're the best team in football at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get it. But, wow, a touchdown on the road against a decent team.
1: Uh, the game of the week on Fox at 425. Buccaneers and Tom Brady at the San Francisco 49ers and uh, and, and Brock Purdy. Yeah. Niners still uh, laying three. Well, and, a half.
0: and Josh Johnson.
1: Don't forget uh, that. And they and also Josh have Josh Johnson. Johnson. Might, might have him. And,
0: the and so. they sh- like this is the thing. They played with Brock Purdy. It'd be one thing if Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt late in last week's game and – you know, you, you were like, God. Now they got to play Purdy next week. Like they, Brock Purdy played last week and played well. I'm not, I'm not a full believer that he's gonna be a rock star all season long. But they only need him to do so much. It's this bit that we're talking. Like it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo was being asked to kill it. He was being asked to not screw it up. I, I, I know he's better than we should anything we should reasonably expect from Brock Purdy. But with a Buccaneers team that even in a win on Monday night, still looked lethargic and lost. I can't do it. I I, I have to bite on the 49ers here. I have to.
11: Yeah, I'm going to as well. Um, Purdy looked good enough. Um, and like you said, I mean, they have so many other weapons. And one of the, one of the things that came out of that game um, was that, you know, sort of expect from a, a rookie quarterback – Playing for the first time in the NFL, a lot of checkdowns. Well, uh, by the way, they have Mister Checkdown, the best best checkdown option in football. In McCaffrey, mm-hmm. it's never a bad never a bad idea. In Tampa, look what I don't know that team's just lost uh, all all offensive talent in the world, and they can't get out of their own way. Uh, a Forty ers defense should shut them down pretty easily. I'll take the the Forty
0: Nineers. Hey, before you tell us the rest of the picks, I need to remind everybody today's show is also brought to you by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com. Save $100 when you pre-order your Ginsu Kamado grill. It would make a wonderful holiday present for someone in your life. Again, GinsuGrills.com.
1: Sunday Night Football. No, no, no. rest of the picks. I need my pick. I'm
0: also on the 49ers. Griffin, did you do drugs this morning? What is going on today? And everybody else's pick.
1: I'm on the 49ers. Uh, Glenn's on the 49ers. Uh, we have three takers of the bucks. It is Paul, Kyle, and Andrew Stecka.
0: I have picked every game the same as John Proctor. There is no way right now for me to close the game.
1: <laughs> uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, now Sunday Night Football, NBC, uh, Dolphins at the Chargers. Chargers are getting three and a half at home against Miami.
0: This <sighs> is the only pause I have about this game, is that no one leads a late cover drive like Justin Herbert leads a late cover drive. I mean, he is the king of they get the ball back down 10, he can't move, he's, his ribs are busted open, his, his guts are spilling onto the field, and he heroically delivers a drive to get them back within three points. Like, there is no one in the league that leads a cover drive like Justin Herbert leads a cover drive. Miami.
11: Miami. Uh, I'm not going that deep into. It. I don't. Uh, for some reason, the Chargers are not good this
1: year. Uh, yeah, I'm on Miami as well. So is everyone else. It is a clean sweep for the Miami well, Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Do too I many sweeps to... this week. Yeah, unfortunately. A yeah, a lot of sweeps. Well, free. this is what
0: happens. when We have to start picking eight NFL games. We just can't. Pick, we can't pick all the best ones. We have to pick anything that's even redeemable at some point.
1: Uh, finally, Ravens at Pittsburgh. Ravens' first trip to Acrisure. now that it's accurate. That one's at 1 o'clock. Kevin Harlan on the call. Steelers are laying 2.5. They're the favorites against the Ravens.
0: So this is the part where I'm supposed to say, hey, if you give a good team points, then you should take the good team with the points. But I I haven't had a good feeling about this game all week. Um, Pittsburgh is the pick.
11: And it's probably the smart pick. Um, But I'm going to take the Ravens because of their defense. And I saw something that maybe we'll see a little bit more with Huntley, but I saw them actually trying to put wide receivers on the field and throw to them from time to time. When? Um, like- no, they, they had more three wide receiver sets when, when he went into the game. Um, I, I, I don't know why, because I have a bad feeling the rest of the way, because I don't expect – Lamar back for at least three weeks, and none of the games are easy at this point. Um, say what you want about Atlanta; they play everybody close. But I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to take the points. Um, all these games are close, no matter who the quarterbacks usually are. Um, so if I'm getting points, and uh, I'll take the team with points.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't have a great feeling for the Ravens, uh, but I'm going to be there, and I need. To, I'm going to be rooting for the Ravens hard, so I'll take the Ravens. Uh, and Glenn. You are Lone
0: Wolf you are wow. right. Ooh, boy, that is right. You guys haven't learned your lesson from the last few weeks. I guess no. not. Wow. Guess not. I get but, it. Yeah. They're getting points. It is different this time. There's no doubt about that. They could w- they could lose 16-14 and it would be a spectacular cover for it you would. guys. It, it would be an excellent <laughs> cover. All right. Very good. Those are our picks. We'll get them up at glenclarkradio.com. Hey, if anyone in our crew hasn't paid me yet, I've got way too much money coming in for these charity things. I need you to just figure it out on your own. I, it's way too hard for me to go back and look now and figure out who paid me and who didn't pay me. I feel like somebody, maybe two people, didn't pay me in our crew. You figure it out. You get it, you get it handled. It's not. Can, can we call them out? I don't remember who it is. That's okay. the problem. I, I would. I did. You did. Ken yeah. did for sure. I, I know Kyle Ottenheimer did because it was Bizarro World. He never pays me up, up front. Well, so that leaves I, my process of elimination. I, 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 don't, I just don't remember. I don't remember who paid and who didn't pay. So just if you didn't pay, pay. Uh, at fans, can I get an fantasy? itemized?
11: Can I get an itemized email for all my charities? Yeah, yeah
0: right. Ken has gotten in on everything we've done. He got in on uh, the <laughs> World Cup. He got in on the ball pickem. He got in on the raffle. Ken, Ken, unlike some of you, Ken is a good person. I say that now <laughs> until I'm sipping a tapeworm shot. <laughs> the next. The tapeworm, oh, by the way, this is going to come down to the Ravens for sure. Now that I yeah. know both of you have picked against it, this will all come down <laughs> to the Ravens and what happens on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Kyle's already declined. Paul Paul thought it was a real tapeworm at first. <laughs> what? Oh,
0: God. What is going on? <laughs> <What the? laughs> all, right, all right, all right. KZ, love you, buddy. We will, uh, we will see you, guys, you in here next Thursday. All right. Paul, yes, right.
11: I'll see you next Thursday. Right, sounds good. It's Ken Zalas
0: joining us for picks this week. I don't have the words for what you just said. I don't have the words for that. All right, today's show also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox. Final week and a half or so for you to get this print issue of PressBox before it's gone, daddy gone, the love is gone, to make way for our best of 2022 issue. So go get this one with Kevin Willard on the cover right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox or read it all pressboxonline.com. When we come back in, Tidbit, Tubular, and Weekend at Bookies, that's on the way. Glenn Clark Radio.
5: Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit and stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs.
0: tailgate. That's Ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. UMBC basketball
1: is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena and tickets are available now at UMBCretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Morgan State on December 10th and the women square off with American on December 18th. And on New Year's Day, a rematch of last year's America East Championship game when the men welcome Vermont to the peak. Experience the excitement of game day by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at UMBCRetrievers.com.
0: Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmastide Steaks Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six steaks races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated steaks buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info.
8: Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com/slash online and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live at PressboxOnline.com radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the bat around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports.
9: Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a -a three-and-a-half-star review, too.
0: Tonight on Facebook Live, 8 o'clock, Stan the Fan Charles, uh, Gary Stein and Tom Strickler, local basketball recruiting expert. We'll talk about uh, what Kevin Willard has done as far as not just recruiting, but sort of doing everything, all the effort that he's put into the Maryland basketball program. That's tonight, 8 o'clock, facebook.com slash Sports. You'll be able to see it tomorrow, pressboxonline.com slash video, or youtube.com slash Online. All right, um, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Coming up this Saturday, big event at the Timonium Fairgrounds. You want to join the Baltimore County Police Department for a community hiring event and toy and food drive? If you, someone you know, is looking to change your career path, police officer starting salary right now in Baltimore County sixty thousand dollars sixty thousand six hundred eighty six dollars plus the ten thousand dollars signing bonus. If you know someone who's seeking some direction, a young person, a cadet starting salary, $32,611. Great opportunity for you to kind of be the change you want to see, make a difference in the community. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. But this is far more than just a hiring event. It is also, uh, as we mentioned, a food drive and a toy drive to benefit those who need it this holiday season. So please, even if you're not looking to a new career, swing by the fairgrounds this Saturday from 2 to 6 and bring an unwrapped toy, non-perishable food item. If you can't make it to the fairgrounds, then through next week you can stop by any of the Baltimore County Police precincts. As well as Glory Days Grill here in Towson with your uh, non-perishable food items and unwrapped toys, what you got?
1: All right, so uh, Brady uh, is now holds the most so, fourth this is quarter. Tom come- Brady, yes, Tom Brady, yeah, most fourth quarter comebacks in NFL. History It'd be great if it was Brady Anderson. And after, do uh, you think he has a lot of fourth yeah, quarter comebacks? Yeah. Uh, but with forty-four, uh, so can you tell me? Uh, I mean, the top ten, you should be able to get the top ten. Um, but I guess as many as you can in, in you know, the time that we have here. How many of the top
0: 10? Fourth quarter Most comebacks fourth at quarter all? Fourth quarter
1: comebacks in NFL history. NFL history, yes. top 10. So Tom Brady is number one with 44. Who and did he pass? Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre is not in the top 10. That's surprising. He is right outside. He is 28 at the Peyton Manning. Peyton is who Tom passed, 43 for the Sheriff.
0: Uh, Dan Marino.
1: Dan Marino is eighth, thirty-three for Dan Marino. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is also on the list, fifth, thirty-six for
0: Brees. Uh, Aaron Rodgers.
1: Aaron Rodgers not in the top ten. How about about, f- about
0: uh, Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Roethlisberger uh, is in the top three, forty-one for Ben Roethlisberger. Right behind. It's Manning not that. Super- Bre- it
0: always felt like he was you know, behind. You know, it really did. Uh, John Elway.
1: Uh, Elway is right out or right in there. 9, 31 for Elway. Uh, Jim Kelly. Uh, Jim Kelly is not in the top ten. He is lower. Uh, boy,
0: uh, uh, Troy Aikman, not Aikman. Joe Montana.
1: Joe Montana. Where's my? I saw uh, He's he's outside the top ten. Twenty. Steve Young, not Steve Young. Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is ten. Twenty-nine for Phil Rivers. Dan Fouts, not Fouts. Uh uh, see, uh Ken Stabler. Not stabler. Jim Plunkett? No. How about one more really old quarterback and then two guys
0: that <sighs> are both in the league I got but not f- starting. I got, I got four currently. missing. I got four. oh, because Tom Brady was yeah, right, Tom counts. Brady was okay, all right. Um two guys that are not in the league. They are in the league. They are in the league. They in the league but currently. they are Joe Flackers.
1: Not Joe Flackers.
0: Uh Matt Staffords.
1: Yes, Matt Stafford has thirty four.
0: He is sixth. I didn't think that he won that many games, frankly. <sighs> uh, Matt Ryan. Yep, Matt Ryan is fourth, 38. And one really old quarterback. Uh, Namath, Unitas.
1: Johnny Unitas. 34 for Johnny Unitas as well. Tied right. with Stafford.
0: Tubular is brought to you by pressboxonline.com slash offers. Still great offers available to you like $200 in free bets from DraftKings after placing your first $5 bet or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM, but these will not last forever. Pressboxonline.com offers to get signed up today, and I feel like this is an appropriate time for me to remind you that gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise, of course, Thursday Night Football on Amazon, Raiders, Rams. The Rams legitimately might have to play Baker Mayfield 24 hours after like he became a Ram, but that's what it is. 8.15 tonight for Thursday Night Football. Big Ten Network, the Maryland women take on Purdue at 6.30. Michigan, Minnesota tonight at 9 on the men's side on BTN. ESPN 2 has Rutgers, Ohio State at 7. Uh, Fox Sports 1 has Iowa State, Iowa at 8. The rest of the college hoops find at glenclarkradio.com. NBA TV, Clippers Heat, 7.30. Nuggets, Blazers at 10. ESPN Plus and Hulu. Red Wings, Panthers at 7.30. Access TV Impact Wrestling at eight. Uh, non sports highlight or two. Uh, not a whole lot. A whole lot. Steve
1: Martin and Martin Short will be on Fallon. Um, they and they're hosting
0: Saturday Night Live. Yes,
1: it, so. they are. Yes, they are. Back in the groove. Season one finale. The, uh, the the where the three older women are with a bunch of young guys. The finale of that is already tonight on Hulu. Um, and that is that's the only other highlight. Real Housewives of Miami premieres season five on uh, Peacock and Bravo. Sure, if
0: you say so. If you say so. All right, uh, thanks today to Kevin Harlan. Thanks also to Mike Tannenbaum. Thanks to Andy Katz, to Ken Zales. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the yes. tab at glenclarkradio.com. Tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow uh, we'll have a
0: Stan- coach, Trent Dilfer. All right, so yes. Stan will be here tomorrow. Stan. Trent Dilfer is going to join us tomorrow. He is now the, the former Ravens quarterback. He's now the head football coach at UAB. Um, Bo will join us tomorrow.
4: Bo
1: correct? will join us, and um, Charlie Batch, Charlie Batch, Charlie Batch will join and, uh, us tomorrow. So is Diamond Miller. It's a busy show
0: tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Diamond Miller is going to join us tomorrow. She had an amazing shot last week. Hopefully, they win again tonight. Uh, and is Miles Boykin.
1: Uh, Miles Boykin is also scheduled to join us. So
0: lot going on tomorrow yeah, on the we'll show. Not, shame, shame we couldn't have spread it out during the week. But this is the way it works sometimes. All right, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Maryland Jockey Club, Great Ace Memorabilia, Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialists, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass is how you follow him. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go, Maryland women. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. When we come back in, we will have for you Weekend at Bookies. This has been GCR. All right, welcome in. It is Weekend at Bookies brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. In a moment, Andrews Tecna will go over his stats and figures for sports betting this week. And later on in the program, our friend Brad Kronthal from Alloy Sports. We'll see what the numbers are telling him about Week 14 in the NFL. That's all coming up. Big Saturday night in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. UFC 282, Jan Bla Block Blockowitz. Blackovich. Yes, that was my second guess against not Kabir Nurmagomedov. No, nope. it'd be Habib
1: Nurmagomedov. Right. and uh, it's Magomed Ankalaev.
0: Magomed Ankalaev. Yes, against Jan Blockovic. The main event, UFC 282, Paddy the Batty in action. Can watch and bet on all of the fights. You can watch for free in the FanDuel. I like whenever I ever say a watch and bet for free. You got to make it clear the bets aren't free. You, you do have to pay for your betting tickets, but you can watch for free. Don't have to pay a penny. You don't have to order a pay-per-view anything like that. You hang out in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Plus, the Terence Crawford fight uh, is going to be shown on Saturday night in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. So a big fight night Saturday, and you don't have to pay to watch either one of them. And you can win money betting on the fights in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Uh, it's been a while since we've done it. He is our buddy, Andrew Stecca, and he is with us now for this week's Stets and Figures. Good morning, pal. How are you?
12: Good morning, Glenn. How's it going?
0: Everything is all right. Um, you know, not, not so bad last time out. Not so bad. You, you, you won one. Yeah, we won one. We (laughs) we hit a teaser, right? Yeah, you hit a teaser. You hit a teaser on uh, the Colts and Broncos. So you did get that one. Uh,
12: Which, which looking back, is like, holy crap, how did you hit a teaser on the Colts and Broncos? Yeah, that is pretty... It might be the only time
0: anyone's ever done anything like that. Um, But, yeah. The rest of it, not so great. Not so great. But, hey, hey... Hey, we move on. Uh, it's been four weeks. We've learned a lot since that time. It's time for us to bounce back and do a little bit better this time around. Where are we starting with Stetson figures this week?
11: We're going to start with tonight's game because we need an incentive
12: to watch uh, a dreadful Rams team play a
0: resurgent, question
12: mark, Raiders team. Yeah, um, definitely resurgent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I, I kind of said that with a little bit of hesitancy, but I think that's that's a fair statement to make. Um, the Raiders, despite their you know their resurgence, have been been pretty banged up. They're they're still it still does not look like they're going to have Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller in this game tonight. But that's okay. They've got a guy named Devonte Adams. He's pretty good from what I hear. Uh, so I've got a small little same game parlay uh, to put you on for this game tonight around Adams and his quarterback Derek Carr. Um, Adams is averaging. Over 13 targets and more than 130 yards in his last five games for Las Vegas. He's been tearing it up. Uh, The Rams, on the other hand, have allowed over 320 passing yards in their last two games. Carr and Adams are really gelling. So uh, this is going to be really simple. Derek Carr, plus 200 yards. Devontae Adams, plus 60 yards. And an anytime touchdown. Uh, It's plus 120. It's, it, it seems like the yeah. Of course, it's, it's, I say it seems like a no brainer, but it really does. It's it, it's not a lot of not. A, they don't have to really pump up the stats. You're getting plus money hey,
4: hey, on hey, hey, hey.
12: on a little same game
3: parlay there.
0: Wait, okay. You you got Derek Carr two hundred and and Devontae Adams plus 60?
12: plus sixty six sixty plus and an anytime touchdown
0: and an anytime touchdown. Sorry, that's the part that I missed. Okay, so all three of those. Yes. I was like, wait a second. Those all three of those don't is, get me there. Yeah, yeah. And an anytime touchdown. Yeah, all okay.
12: three of those is plus one twenty. And honestly, if you feel a little frisky and want to make it Adams to score twice, you could pump that up to plus four fifty six. But I like it just for the one touchdown, get me plus one twenty. That's a you know, that's a simple little bet to make. Throw throw throw, throw your money on that tonight on the Thursday night football game. Yeah, I, don't,
0: I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. All right, very good. I in fact, I'm trying to put that together right now. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it came to plus 118. It's come down. I'm so sorry. I, I, don't, know oh, okay. gonna, I don't know if I'm going so to I don't know if I'm gonna be able to run it at plus 118. I literally checked it 45 minutes ago, and yeah. it was 120. Well, you know, so. do, do better. I, so, some, do, somebody must have read my notes. Do, do better. Do better, okay? I need, you to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need you to lock it up a little bit. No, I, that, I, I like that. That's a, that's a very compelling little parlay for this evening. All right, where are we headed next?
12: Uh, we're going to go to a, a, a game that's getting a lot of attention, frankly, this week, and that's that Lions-Vikings game. Um, it, it appears to be a head-scratching line. You, you're talking about a 4-7 and seven Lions team being favored against the 10-2 and two Vikings. Um, but as we have all kind of heard about all week, the advanced metrics would tell you the Lions are better than the Vikings on both sides of the ball. Um, that difference is especially clear when you match up this Lions offense against the Vikings defense. Um, Detroit's offense, ranking seventh with a healthy Amon St. Brown, uh, and the Vikings, I don't expect to be able to stop him. Um, you also got to look at Kirk Cousins in road games when it's expected to be a tight game, so a spread of plus or minus three. Uh, since 2018, in those tight games on the road, he's just 3-9-1 against the spread, uh, and that ranks 68th out of a 69 possible quarterbacks that have been put in that spot. He's been only better than Dak Prescott uh, since 2018 in that in that scenario. So. Um, it's, I also found a really, really interesting stat about this game. Uh, teams with 80% winning percentages as an underdog against a team with an under 500 record has happened 89 times in the last 20 years, but it's only happened eight times in December or later. So when you, you know, when you have more games built up in the in the season, uh, the last team to, to fall under this scenario it happened in 20 uh, excuse me in 2004, the nine and two Falcons led by Michael Vick were One and a half point favorites against the Buccaneers. They lost that game twenty-seven nothing to Tampa. So all of this is to say, I like the Lions. You guys heard that on Glenn Clark Radio. I picked the Lions. This line has moved to minus one and a half. So I like the Lions minus one and a half against the
0: Vikings. This I do not. Um, there's a there's a bunch of things which we know, which we know, which, yes. we know. which is yeah. fair. I, I do not. The, the 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 biggest reason I do not is because. Kurt, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins exists, and some of those numbers, and I, you know, I, I have been a slave to a lot of numbers this season, and I've kind of tried to back off. But some of those numbers end up being a little bit skewed when you're talking about a one and a half point spread, right? Like it's one thing if Kirk Cousins didn't cover a, a an eight point spread against a you know a crap Lions team two years ago, that really has nothing to do with whether or not they're going to cover being dogs against the Lions today. But I, I understand it's not. It's not an irrelevant number. It's just that sometimes we end up looking at those numbers and get carried away by them and don't. we lose context for the moment. Um, the Lions absolutely could win this game. There's no There's no debate in my mind. The Lions could absolutely win this game. There's no question about it. I don't feel good enough, frankly, that I would bet on it either way. I would not put any money on this game because I think there's way too much, you know, crapshoot involved in a game like this to be betting it um, with a one-and-a-half-point spread. So I don't feel good about it either way. Um... I, I I get it. Again, if you're if you just want to buy into the metrics, the metrics do indeed suggest the Lions are a better team. But at the end of the day, if this is a close game and one team can chuck the ball to Justin Jefferson, I'm not to take anything away from Monrovia Saint Brown, who's been unbelievable, and I. I, I know how good he is. I actually got into a fight, oddly, on draft night with a group of people trying to tell everybody about how good Amon Ross St. Brown was when uh, it was very weird. I, we were at the, the, we actually had in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Rita was there. She could tell you all about it. I was like, you guys are missing something. Amon Ross St. Brown is excellent. Um, and he's proved to be even better than that this season. But, you know, if this is a close game at the end of the game and one of these teams can just chuck the ball the direction of Justin Jefferson, I'll still like that team, too. So, there's a lot of the reasons there. I wouldn't bet it, but i I get it there's absolutely a chance the lions can win this football game, and if they win, they're probably going to win by more than a point just just a guess <laughs> like it's the, the would think so. yeah the scenario where the lions win twenty four twenty three is is slim all right uh, he's Andrew Stecca. these are stats and figures. Where are you headed next
12: uh we're gonna go uh, skip ahead to the Monday night game a, another game where you might not have a huge incentive to watch. We're talking Patriots at Cardinals this week um but at least it, finds, it gives us a real chance to find a coaching edge in this game. Bill Belichick against Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, my mouth is watering. Uh, the Cardinals are coming off a bye, but the pa- the Pats also have extra rest too as they played uh, last Thursday. So a mini bye for them. Uh, this is a real edge in coaching. You know, Belichick is 65% against the spread after a loss, um, and he's also 65% against the spread in, uh, in spreads of three or less. So Patriots are favored by one and a half in this game um there's just also really a a strong football argument to be made uh that in that one and a half is just too thin of a spread for this one Uh, the Patriots defense ranks third in DVOA the Cardinals offense is 29th there's a huge gap between those two things uh and New England is also the ninth overall team in DVOA while Arizona is second to last they rank 31st in overall DVOA at this point in the season uh this is just a mismatch and I don't think the Patriots should only be laying one and a half so give me the pats on the road Monday night against the
0: Cardinals. This is one of the few things that we will probably agree on. I, I look it's tough to have any faith in the Patriots any real faith in the Patriots, particularly, you know, what you saw, but um they're, you know, I don't know, half essentially coming off the bye anyway. Like they they played on Thursday right. night the previous week, and they get to wait till Monday night, right? Like they essentially yep. got a bye as well. I, I'm not I'm just not someone who has a ton of faith in the Patriots on the whole, but yes, their defense against a Cardinals team that is utterly and completely lost. I understand the reasoning for your selection and I probably would line up with it as yeah, well.
12: Yeah, don't get me wrong, these are not the Patriots of old, but the Cardinals are, are a mess, you're right. And it's yeah. it's, a, it's a huge mismatch and I think the I think the the home the home the fact that the Cardinals are home means they're probably getting a little more of an edge than they The only should. thing
0: that I can say about it is like I've never seen a Patriots team that looked as lethargic and I don't know uninterested, dispirited as I saw in that game against the Bills after the early touchdown. Like, everything past that first touchdown, like, they never appeared to be in the football game. It just sort of looked like the Bills were having fun. Like, we don't really have to try all that hard because you're not going to do anything, I don't know. It was, a, it was a weird look for a Patriots team uh, under Bill Belichick. Even
12: yeah, to me, I, I, I hear what you're saying there, too. It feels like one of those division things, short week. They, I think they kind of know the Bills own them right now, too. There might be a little bit of bat-seeking maybe, in. Maybe, um, maybe. Bills have clearly surpassed them. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. But I, I just feel like you know the Patriots are, weirdly enough, still in the
0: chase for this. And they're part, definitely, they're definitely their... still in the chase. There's no doubt about it. I, just, I, I, I was yeah. so odd to look at. It was so strange to see a team that was just in no ways involved with a football game. Like they were just along for the ride. Like whenever this is, yeah, let's just get to the finish line. Like that's all it was. And we just, I'm just not used to seeing that in the Patriots team, but I do still, I do still agree with you on this particular pick. All right. And number four,
12: Uh, number four, we're going to go to the world cup Uh, Saturday, England, France. This is, not a, not just one of the juiciest quarterfinals, but one of the juiciest games of this entire World Cup. I
0: mean, most of the quarterfinals um, are fairly juicy. Like, there's only one Morocco. That's fair, in the but I think this one.
12: Yeah, this one has a lot of a lot to be desired for me, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain what some of that is. Um, it, it, it's got. I'll be honest. This has a lot to be desired for me personally because of something I'm gonna tell you about in a second. But. Um, England got off to a slow start against Senegal, but they, this is a team that seems to be peaking right now, and it's a team that I kind of liked as a sneaky. I don't want to call England a dark horse, but I don't think many people thought England had a great chance to win this World Cup. Um, I do like them to advance past France in this game, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Harry Kane, England's striker, was the 2018 Golden Boot winner, got off the mark against Senegal, got his first goal of the tournament. Now he gets to go up against his own teammate. Uh, at Tottenham Hotspur, in goalkeeper Hugo Lloris, the captain of France. And Hugo Lloris has not only looked really shaky in this World Cup, but he's looked shaky this entire season, uh, even in club football. And I, I just, I really like the opportunity for not only Harry Kane, but the rest of that England attack to be pressing against Hugo Lloris, who looks shaky with the ball. He's never been someone who can distribute well. Um, and I think that's something that gives England a really good chance. Now, you're going to say to me, what about Kylian Mbappe? Uh, Of course, Kylian Mbappe is going to be really, really tough for England to stop. Uh, France have a lot going for them going forward. But if there's any one player that I think could potentially match up with Kylian Mbappe for speed on the pitch, it is the England right-back Kyle Walker. He is super speedy. It's going to be an incredible matchup. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, And then one other small note that kind of goes against France, I have to be honest, I didn't expect France to even be in this position. And that's only because we haven't seen a repeat winner at the World Cup since the 60s. It's 1962 when Brazil won its second straight. So it's really hard to win back-to-back World Cups. I do see England getting past France, which is plus 104. You can pair that with both teams to score and bump a parlay up to plus 241 in this game. Um, So those two legs get you up to plus 241. But I do like England in this matchup against France and for both teams to score.
0: All right, that is a bold parlay that you're going with there. I I don't have any feeling about it whatsoever, so I'm not going to say anything. I have no idea what's going to happen. All right, sir, at A. Stetka on Twitter is how you follow him. We will see how these play out, and we will talk to you again in two. Uh, yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Oh, you know what? We might have to move that show that week, because I think we we're going to do a drinking show on the 22nd. I think that might be the case. We'll figure that out. Um, but appreciate you, and uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you, sir.
12: All right, sounds good. Cheers.
0: Andrew Stats Stetson Figures, here on Weekend at Bookies. When we come back in, Brad Cronthall, Alloy Sports. Let's find out what the numbers tell us. What can we learn about the football lines and just the whole the whole slate for the week? We'll do that next. We're watching and listening to Weekend of Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmastide Steaks Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six steaks races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated steaks buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmastide Steaks Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com at Grill
10: North Point Boulevard.
0: Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A Nuggets to Mac and Cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability
9: and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookie's every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, Keep listening to this show, too. All
0: right, this is Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. And, of course, not only the big fights on Saturday night, but you can still watch and bet on every World Cup match. Now, of course, not the crazy times, just 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. for the quarterfinals uh, tomorrow and Saturday. You can watch them and get your bets in in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel. And don't forget, they have incorporated... The mobile betting experience with the in-person experience in the FanDuel Sportsbook, so you can deposit money into your account there. If you want to bet on your phone, you can deposit money into the account at the window in the FanDuel Sportsbook, or you can cash out your winnings right there in the FanDuel Sportsbook from what you bet in your FanDuel app with mobile betting now legal in the state of Maryland. Fully incorporated process between the two in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Our friend Brad Cronthall from Alloy Sports is back with us now here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, what's going on, sir? How are you?
13: Doing great, Glenn. I think the last time we talked, mobile betting wasn't live yet in Maryland. Yeah, for a lot of Life change. has changed. It's been exciting.
0: Life has changed. I imagine it's driven up a little bit more interest in what you guys are doing at Alloy.
13: Absolutely, especially from the local angle. People are getting on uh, the mobile apps, especially FanDuel, and they're betting on a nightly basis, a weekly basis for the NFL. So it's been really exciting for us being in the area. All right,
0: so tell me what's been, what's been fortunate. Give me the strategy that's worked best of late.
13: Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I pulled one up that's been really hitting well over the last three weeks. This is a forecast that we rolled out a few weeks ago. It's called the bounce-back strategy. And so this one's really looking at a team with good quarterback play better than their opponent and an offensive line that is strong enough to recover from a loss. So we're looking at teams specifically coming off a loss. So since 2020, this is a 67% win percentage and 28% return on investment for close underdogs. But as of late, the last three weeks, this has been hitting really well for the money line for favorites, all favorites. It's been 14 and one, in the last three weeks. So we do have a few different plays, three plays overall this week from this system.
4: Okay.
0: I was trying to think off the top of my head of who that would be. Who who lost last week? That is, The Jaguars aren't favored against the Titans. Uh, oh, the Titans would be one, right? Like The Titans would make sense here, correct?
13: So for this strategy, it actually likes the Jaguars. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. As a close underdog, plus four going into Tennessee, um, that's the one game that is a close underdog that it likes this week. And the, the two favorites it likes is Miami on the money line. That is Miami money line is creeping up. So if you like that money line, you might want to get in now before it keeps getting higher. It's at one, minus 178, and then it likes New England at minus 130 makes going sense. into Arizona.
0: That makes sense coming off a loss to the Bills. That does make sense. Um, all right. Anything else strategy-wise that you've been noticing paying off this
13: season? Yeah, I think one thing we've seen a lot, obviously, from a filter's perspective, is the underdogs are hitting this year. They're at hitting around 55% overall, so we're taking advantage of that and then taking it to the next level with different stats that, that we can find to enhance those numbers. So a couple things that we've seen have been really predictive this year is rushing teams have been performing really well, and then defensive teams when it comes to pressuring the quarterback. It might not be sacks per se, but different underlying stats like hurries per game, quarterback hits. So different stats that the sports books aren't necessarily tapping into, like the sexy stats or interceptions, but different play, different stats and attributes that lead to those bigger types of plays.
0: Okay. Anything that, that jumps out at you when it comes to that?
13: Yes. So let's look at one game in particular that's going to have a lot of interest this week for a bunch of my strategies. I've got 15 saved now in the Rolodex. Baltimore plus 2.5 at Pittsburgh. We know here with the Ravens, the offense isn't changing at all with Tyler Huntley in there. Uh, same offense. Ravens getting two and a half points. I like the Ravens going into mm. Pittsburgh this week.
0: Mm. That makes one of us. That makes one of us. I, I. This is way more heart than than brain, though, on my part. <laughs> I just uh, not feeling good about it. All right. Um, anything else as you look at this week's slate of games that jumps out at you, Brad?
13: Yeah, I think there's a fun game tonight. Uh, The Vegas and the Rams. uh, Rams have just been abysmal lately. There is one system that that does like Vegas at minus six, minus six and a half, depending on where you're getting your odds. I think it's at six and a half on Fandle. Hitting at 57% over the last three years. So Vegas, you know, they're playing well. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, um, kind of a turnaround that I didn't see coming over the last couple weeks. Josh McDaniels on the chopping block. The Rams have been an absolute mess since winning the Super Bowl last year. So um, if you're looking to bet tonight's game, take a look at the system. This one's called the Chain Mover Strategy. Uh, Looking at good receiving play, and it's hitting quite well over the past couple of years.
0: Okay, and obviously Devontae Adams has been a monster, so I like everything about that. Uh, Hey, is there a strategy that can tell us whether or not the Orioles are going to sign a player at some (laughs) point? Like, Do you guys have anything worked out with that when it comes to Alloy? (laughs) (laughs)
13: <laughs> we do not. Uh, ah, it, very exciting winter meetings. We're excited to see where the Orioles go. Whether it's signing mm. a free agent or uh, or pivoting on the trade block, uh, we'll see.
0: That'd be nice. I'd be like, I really like it if you could come up with a strategy that says, yeah, they're going to land Sean Minaya or Mania, and I'm going to say, <laughs> ah, that would be great. Give me that strategy. I'll bet with that. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, you want to remind everybody about what Alloy does, what it's all about, why it is that it's such a valuable resource as people start to dip their toes into the legal sports betting world here in the state of Maryland. It's...
13: Yeah, absolutely. So, Alloy, we let you build your own betting system. We'll give you some tips and pointers as well on the different stats and data points that lead you to winning bets. We give out all the information to you in an easy-to-understand way. Maryland and it's it's really an exciting time now getting in but it can be a little bit daunting don't just throw your money away betting off your gut have the data to back it up and you can do that with us alloysports.com or on the app store at at alloysports and then all our socials are at Alloy Sports as well
0: and of course you can also give brad a follow on twitter and that one is a simple i i liked your old one by the way better for the record i'm no offense <sighs> but at b underscore kronthal K-R-O-N-T-H-A-L is how you follow him on Twitter. Alright buddy, we will see how these play out. We will talk again in a couple weeks. Thank you for taking the time for us as always my friends.
13: Alright Glenn, have a great weekend. It's
0: Brad Cronthall from Alloy Sports with us here on Weekend Bookies brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Getting you ready for week 14 in the NFL. So this is the portion of the program where I got to think back four weeks. And I feel like this one was one that died pretty quickly, correct? This one died a, a quick death. Yeah, yeah, it died a real quick death. Remind and me it was, what, was, what it was it was. Like, was so if, if you murder. don't know, Griffin's Gratuitous Grouping is what we call this. Unlike an Eddie Golovkin Triple G, this is our own Triple G. Um and I didn't think it went very well. Yeah,
1: I had uh, Lorenzo Musetti over uh, Jack Draper in uh, some tennis tournament, and, uh, yeah, he lost. Musetti mm-hmm. lost, so that that killed it right over away. Over one. Yep. And then I had uh, Cordero Patterson uh, to get 40 rushing yards in that uh, Carolina-Atlanta, like,
0: monsoon game. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he didn't yeah. get 40 yards. Uh, yeah. I also wanted the Alabama State th- uh, plus 13.5 half first half spread
0: against USC. The most random bet I think I've
4: ever... <laughs> They come across. They they,
1: they 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 were out of it immediately, mm-hmm. and then I and then even the last one I picked, I, I had Chandler, Michael Chandler, and Dustin Poirier to go the distance at UFC 281. Yeah, uh, in their fight, and uh, Poirier got a finish uh, halfway through the third round.
0: My so. oh my, you went oh for four. Uh,
1: that means I can only go up. That, I mean, that's true, but you understand the way this works? Four is four for, wait wait I'm wait four a second? For four. Yeah, this
0: is not the the funny thing. Being, I guess, if you're going to lose one, you might as well lose all of them, right? because it's irrelevant if you go 3 for 4. This is a a gratuitous grouping. Yeah, this is yeah. a parlay bet. So if you were to go 3 for 4, it would help basically nothing. Yeah, yeah. You got to go 4 for 4 in order to pull this off. So I'm I'm interested how are you going to bounce back this week? We are going to college basketball
1: tonight. Uh, we're going to Iowa City. Iowa State plus four and a half against the Hawkeyes. Big why matchup are you between feeling, the Iowas. Why are you feeling so strong um, in the
0: Cy-Hawk matchup?
1: Yeah, I think it's already down to three and a half. I think it was six and a half last night. But so I, So I like the Cyclones here. Um, I think it. I mean, it should be a good game, but I think Iowa State can win. They have one loss, um, and uh, that was the UConn, and that was their that was their third game in four so, days. Wait you, are you are you playing
0: them plus the three and a half? Yes, or are you playing yes, them so on the taking, money line? I'm taking the spread. Yes, And I think and they
1: half. have a chance to win out, right? Um, but I'm gonna you know take the points. To it's always so here. difficult.
0: There's no yeah. sport to I me mean, that's more. I know we talk about backdoor covers in football, but there's no sport that's more difficult for me with um, with spread betting. Than college basketball, just because of fouling, just like in the NBA, they're not gonna like the the most you'll get is a team will foul once if they're down by one and you have the ball and they have a chance to get it down by three, right? Like that's the most that you'll see happen in the NBA is one foul. In college basketball, they start like with a minute and a half left, and they could end up completely like. It's just the difficult part for me about spread betting. Like, it's not unique. Everybody's been through it. Everybody's bet a spread in college basketball. It's why it's on bad beats constantly when SVP does that. But it makes it so difficult for me to bet spreads in college basketball because fouling just really, really screws things up. Um, but
1: yeah, so I like uh, Iowa State. Iowa, the Hawkeyes have lost to better teams, and I think the Cyclones are a better team. They play better defense, and it's going to come down to how well they keep Chris Murray in check, And I think they will. Duke uh, did a pretty good job of it. They can they can copy that from tonight. That was night. just they also two nights held, ago. That is weird that they're yeah. playing
0: this game two nights after the Duke
1: game. And uh, the uh, Iowa State held SunoGo to four points when they played UConn. So I think uh, I think they'll be able to handle Chris Murray down low, and I like them
0: plus. Uh, UConn ended the three up kind of pounding night. Florida last night, right?
1: Pounding? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you yeah. kind of did. Yeah. um, and then we will stick with tonight's Thursday Night football. We're going with Josh Jacobs. He's had three straight games of a hundred plus rushing yards. um and uh, and rightfully, so, that puts his over under at eighty nine and a half for tonight. Um, but I'm gonna take the under eighty nine and a half rushing yards for Josh Jacobs. He's very banged up. he I think he's still questionable, but he's expected to play. He's banged up. um and he's gone for like seven hundred scrimmage yards in the last like three games. Um, and, and they're coming off a short week. I think it's a really bad spot for them to, mm. to get to 90 yards. Mm. Um, and the Rams, I think I, I know Aaron Donald's still out, but the Rams uh, have still had pretty solid rush defense. They held Seattle to 90 yards as a team. That was obviously Kenneth Walker got hurt, but they held Seattle to 90 yards as a team last week. They held Isaiah Pacheco to 69 yards on 22 carries the week before, uh, and then they held the Saints with Alvin Kamara, also under 90 yards. Um, w- and Taysom Hill had 52 of those rushing yards. So uh, I like uh, I like the Rams to, you know, slow down the, the Raiders' rushing game and uh, and Josh Jacobs to struggle a little bit here tonight. I mean, he could still get 89 yards and be a pretty good night, but that would be under 89 and a half. So I like Josh Jacobs to go under and, uh, and kind of come back to earth. It's also, a of course, a chance
0: this ends up being a blowout and they just decide they don't need to use Josh yes. Jacobs all that much. Yes. So, you know, it's interesting.
1: Then I will go to Saturday World Cup. The game before France and England, Morocco Portugal. I'm gonna go under two and a half goals in this game. Uh, I was going back and forth if I want to because if I went under three and a half, it was like minus five hundred almost. Mm. Um, but when you get minus one forty eight, if you go under two and a half, and I think it's, it's gonna be a l- minus one fifty. That's fine. I'll stick with it. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with them under two and a half goals. Morocco has allowed one, has conceded once in their last eight games. Um, and they obviously no, win I mean,
0: it's, a what draw. It's, it's what they're playing it's clearly what they're playing for yeah. now like what they're playing for is let me junk this up let me get this somehow to PKs and take my chances
1: Yeah and I like that strategy against Portugal Portugal is gonna have to come back to earth they scored obviously they scored six in the round of 16. Yeah,
0: I, I do find it unlikely but man I I don't know they could uh, still win like they didn't they scored six without Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> like. Ronaldo's not Ronaldo I know. anymore. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they're loaded,
1: man. Yeah. Um. I still, I still want the two and a half under two and a half. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I could very well go back to PKs and uh, either one one nil nil, and I, I think it's a low scoring game. So under right. two and a half, the early game on Saturday. Uh, And then finally, UFC, the third fight from the top, so not Magomed or Patty the Batty, which I do have a pick for. Stay tuned at Live Casino Follow Live Casino
0: uh, and Hotel Maryland on social media. You'll find out about that.
1: Um, But I'm going with Alex Morono, plus 148 over Santiago Ponzinibbio. Um, So this is a fight that came together a little uh, pretty quickly. So Ponzinibbio was supposed to fight Robbie Lawler early in the week, and then Robbie Lawler had to pull out for whatever reason. Robbie Lawler is a shell of himself, obviously a UFC legend, but he is a shell of himself. He's 40 years old, so Ponzinibbio was going to get back on track. He's lost three of four, um, and he had a long layoff between 2018 and 2021, and since he's come back post-pandemic, he has lost three of four. This Lawler fight was supposed to help him get back on track, uh, but instead, Alex Morono, who has been a very active fighter since the pandemic started, who is going to be in shape, even though he's taking this on short notice, has won three, no, he's won four in a row. Um, and, uh, and this is just a very, just Ponza uh, Ponzinibbio is kind of getting screwed here because he's, he's also a little, he's also getting up there in his, uh, fight career. Um, uh, Morono kind of on the come up and I think Morono going to pull off the upset here right. and he could do it in pretty exciting fashion, uh, on this is the third flight from the top at USC. So that, 282. that does,
0: that goes a long way to it sort does. of juice this. It does. Like this is, this, this, about this, this parlay one. really kind of comes crazy. So this ends up being plus 1447. Is where this number ends up coming to. Yeah. Plus 1447 on this four-leg parlay. Again, Iowa State plus three and a half. Tonight, Josh Jacobs under 89 and a half rushing yards. Morocco, Portugal under two and a half goals. And Alex Morono just to win outright Yes, on uh, Saturday night at UFC 282. That all adds up to plus 1447. If you want to bet with Griffin, he hit one of these. Might be that you you're still you know, using I'm, free money at this point to see if you can't come up with another one. I'm so do you can use real money on this, baby. Yeah, I'd ease up on all that. I ease up on going too crazy with that. We will see how it plays out. I I'll say you won't go 0 for four again. That's as much as I'm willing Thank to you. give you on this one. Thanks. All right, that's Griffin's gratuitous grouping. That will wrap us up for Weekend at Bookies. Again, you can watch UFC 282 as well as the Terrence Crawford fight Saturday night for free in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. You can even win money. Come out on top, but reserve your spot right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. We will see you on Tuesday for Simply the Bets. In the meantime, may the odds be
4: ever in your favor.